Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast, everybody. I'm Keegan Preslak. I'm Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where... Two buddies in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in New Mexico, get together once a month and discuss some kind of horror topic and just horror movies in general. Currently in the <laughs> desert where it's snowing. It is. It's freezing today. It is. Out here in good old Carlsbad, New Mexico. It was like 30 degrees when I came in here. Uh, it was just snowing and I was just trying to deliver mail today. That's uh, It was like the first day where the cold bothered me. Were you getting, is this, are you finally getting close to going postal or are we still waiting for that? We're still waiting. A few more episodes. (laughs) A few more snowy days and maybe that'll happen. Yes. But uh, yes, it's freezing outside. I came in here like in this huge jacket and sweats and um, it's very un-New Mexico-like, I guess. Yeah. I mean, last week it was like fucking 70. It legit was, yeah. Yeah. It was like summer last week. (laughs) I was wearing shorts four days ago. Uh, It's not a good tell. So, hello everybody. We're back. We're excited to do this episode. This is going to be one that's kind of hard to explain, but hopefully you get it with us. Um, this episode is going to be called Watch This, and uh, I'm going to call it on this, uh, on the pod, I'm going to call it Watch This Da. We were, uh, I guess, scraping the bottom of the barrel for uh, show ideas. Yeah, like easy. Running out of time. We we're looking for something easy to for do. For sure, yeah. And I suggested to Keegan, how about uh, I recommend you three films you have not seen, and you do the same. Uh, we'll watch them and discuss. Yes, and that's what we're doing. So I guess we're not really recommending these films to people. Exactly, that'd great. Be, yeah. that'd be, I mean, that's awesome if you like what we're saying and you want to check it out. But we're uh, recommending them to ourselves, yeah, to the, each other. Excuse the, me. The idea is like Eric has seen three movies I haven't seen. Correct. And he's like, hey, da, which is short for dog, by the way, if anyone wants to know. <laughs> uh, long story behind that. Um, Which may never be revealed. Right, exactly. It's a mystery on the Ghoul Squad podcast. No, so he's seen three films that I haven't. And he's like, duh, you need to see these. And so we did vice versa. I, I picked three films that he hadn't seen mm-hmm. and uh, told him to watch them. And he watched them and vice versa. I think that's a good explanation. I hope so. Um, some of my friends, when I explained it to them, they thought it was like, I'm going to recommend you the three films. And then the podcast is going to be, uh, the episode will be over. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm terrible at explaining See, this. I had, the, I had the opposite effect. Everyone immediately knew what the fuck I was talking about. And I was told that there's a podcast that does this. Like, oh, that, okay. that, like that's their topic every fucking time they do this. I think I'm just extremely horrible at explaining this topic idea. Amongst other things. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, yeah. So we're going to recommend each other three films. And we watched them uh, in preparation for this episode. Correct. We're going to talk about those later. But first, hello, Mr. Eric Hoff, Mr. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. How are you? Yes, good. Cold. Cold, yes. Um, you know what you should have added in addition to me going okay. postal? Mm-hmm. There's all the goddamn packages I've been dealing with. I had 110 today. Uh-huh. But I managed to fit all inside my vehicle. And they're not just little fucking boxes, da. There's some big ones. Let me ask you this. So, like, you have all these packages, I'm assuming, because of the holidays. Correct. Right? Let me ask you this. Do you, when you put them in your truck, the, he, he, uh, Eric is a postal worker. Correct. Uh, he is a uh, mailman. Mail yes. carrier. Yeah, you kind of look like a mailman. Um, so, I've been told that. <laughs> when I'm in my uniform. When you put all your packages in the truck, do yeah. you put them in like ascending and descending order like with the houses or do you just throw them all in the truck and have to find them when you get there? Uh, so I put them uh, in, not in order, 
but how soon I need them. Okay. So the ones that are early, I put closest to me. The ones in the back, I just throw in the back. And then when I get to that area, you got to find them. Then I put them in an order. Right. Correct. That uh, that sounds incredibly complicated, and I hope uh, everyone out there enjoyed. Uh, when I first started, <laughs> I would write every fucking package down right. on a piece of paper. And I was tedious as hell. Yeah, but we got the big white van now. You're in a big white van now. Uh, I, I had to drive it Monday. Hey. And they gave me like no lie, so you're not like two hundred plus packages. You're not on that walking route anymore. Uh, last week I was. I'd is rather there, be on a route route than just deliver parcels. Is there fucking off? Is there a walking route during the snow? Like, would yeah. you have? To, oh my god! Yeah. It well, doesn't change. I mean, the way the the mailboxes are just because the weather's different. Well, thank you everybody for the listening. Fucking mailbox to, doesn't walk out to the fucking goddamn curb. Thanks everybody for listening to this this week in Mailman <laughs> Postal Service of Carlsbad, New Mexico. <laughs> yep. Um, Google no. Mail. Yeah, Google Mail. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm doing well as well, Eric. Thank you so much for asking. Um, I was getting there. <laughs> I'm kidding. My uh, my work is the exact same, and uh, I don't know if there's a lot to say. I haven't been watching a lot of horror honestly right now, which is kind I, of upsetting. I agree. Actually, so you know, I think it's like the October hangover almost. No, well, what I was gonna say was like. I am still watching horror, mm-hmm. but I'm actually like a lot of times I watch films obviously for fun, but also for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to say right now, you and I are eventually planning on doing a Dimension Extreme podcast, which hopefully anyone out there knows what that is. So I've been watching a bunch of Dimension, Dimension Extreme, Extreme yeah. films and I'll refrain from talking about them now. So obviously, cause I want to say them for that episode. Um, some I've seen. Uh, some have been fun discovering, and some have been fucking terrible. <laughs> okay, particularly one that I can't just wait to lean into when we finally get to that episode. Um, should I? Should we say what the films that we're watching for this episode are right now, or should we wait for the topic? I don't know. Uh, eventually. Now nah, we'll do it for the topic. So stay tuned for what uh, what movies we watch for this episode. Correct. Or, or watch this da episode one. But I think that's enough with the pleasantries. Actually, we have more pleasantries. And one of those things is we have brand new t-shirts. Yeah, they look so good. I might not actually get one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric still doesn't have a t-shirt, but that's okay. Uh, maybe for Christmas I'll get you one, which means I will not. Correct. I will yes. not expect that. So um, uh, so we have new t-shirts, and uh, basically all it is is our logo but in color. And that sounds like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. Looks good. Um, it looks fucking tight. So uh, I'm excited about it. They're available at bit.ly slash ghoul squad color, bit.ly slash ghoul squad color, or you can go to tpublic.com and just type in ghoul squad and um, they'll come up. It's the color one, obviously not the white one. You can buy a white one too, if you want. And Tommy will go over there and hit you over the head with a tack hammer because go ahead, keep going. Okay. Um, and some people already bought shirts. So I just want to quickly thank uh, Mr. Shane saw Shane saw masker. That was Shane. a very sweet post. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Meant Shane. a lot. Um, you didn't have to buy a shirt, uh, but we really appreciate that you yep. did. So, so thank you, Shane Saw Massacre, for uh, buying a shirt, uh, as well as Wes Yerby, my roommate. He bought a shirt. Thank you so much, Wes. You had to put him in a headlock, didn't you? And you're like, buy it. I did, and he bought it buy on his own volition. So I appreciate Wes, uh, Jamie as well, Jameson Lucas, who <laughs> actually is the designer of our logo, and gave me the um, design in the T format, basically. Uh, so thanks, Jamie uh, Jameson, for both those. Uh, thanks for buying a shirt, and thanks for making our freaking logo. More people that bought shirts. Jamin, Jamin Daly, hello. Thanks for listening, and thank you for buying a Heather-colored shirt. 
for the podcast. Uh, Andrew, thank you for your podcast equipment as well as buying a shirt. Uh, never giving it back to you, so uh, appreciate it's just a that. Double benefactor, huh? Yeah, exactly. And that's it. So thanks, guys, for buying shirts. Appreciate it. Yes, I bought one as well, but I can't think myself really because that's me. Right. That would be kind of narcissistic. Having said all that, I think that might be all the pleasantries. Shout out to everybody that always listens. Uh, yes, thank who's you. out there? Brian the Horror Nerd. Dream Warrior. Mm, yes, the Dream Warrior. It's probably Paranormal. Shane Saw. Hellmouth Kid, if he's out there. We hope you're out there. Josh Goes to Hell. Hello. Josh Goes to Hell. Who else? I hate forgetting people. I think that was the gamut right there. The gamut, really. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's all of our pleasantries. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And now we're going to get into the episode. One quick note before we get into our what we've been watching section of the podcast. Okay. Is Victor Crowley got a release date on Blu-ray. And we talked a lot about this movie on the last episode. We did. So yeah, I just kind of wanted to. It was announced today. So it felt very exciting. Topical. Um, Victor Crowley's coming to Blu-ray and DVD on February 6th. That's exciting. Uh, We're not paid by Adam Green. But you can buy it from but his website. But we're fans. Now, here's the thing. I wanted to talk to you about this on the pod. Okay, lay it on me. So Adam did a live stream announcing the Blu-ray on his Facebook. Okay. But he also announced there's going to be a cut version out there. So if you, Why? So if you buy Victor Crowley from Walmart, and he said he thinks Best Buy, oh. uh, it's going to be cut. And then he said it's also going to appear on Netflix, but that is a cut version. Oh, um, well, I can quickly say right now. Buy the fucking blue then. Yeah, so I, so that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up is buy the Blu-ray from his website, Aeriscope Pictures. Uh, again, not paid by Adam Green. We don't know him, but... Um, we met him. Don't watch that shit on Netflix because it is cut. And he revealed one of the things that is cut. I thought I'd like to tell you. It's I'm not going to tell you what it is. You can tell me after, though. It takes place in a bookstore. Something is cut that takes place Aww, that's in a, a fun, bookstore. That's a fun bit. Yes, so do not watch this goddamn movie on Netflix. Yeah. Buy the fucking Blu-ray. I'm pro Netflix, but I'm going to go ahead and say just for this one occasion. Yes. Fuck Netflix. Yes. So, Victor Crowley <laughs> coming to Blu-ray. Excited about that. All right, let's get into what we've been watching. Uh, what do you want to do first, Eric? Yeah, I haven't been watching. Uh, I've told you I've been preparing for next episode, mm-hmm. Dimension Extreme. Uh, one thing that has really taken a lot of my attention recently has been I've been catching up on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only one episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm left, which has been uh, fantastic. I fucking love Riverdale. Haven't watched this week's episode yet. And this the other, is good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the other show that I've been watching that uh, I believe I'm only an episode behind is The Exorcist. Hell yeah. Tell us it's about it. It's so fucking good. Did you watch last season? So I watched almost all of that first season, but then I quit. Why? What I, What? I, what didn't do it for you? Tell me. I, I should say. Fill like, me in. The, I didn't think the show was bad. I just, I, it wasn't, um, it didn't catch me, but the show was good. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have any issues with it. I just didn't give a shit about it. I feel. Like, I feel bad about it because it's like a big deal right now. I feel like uh, what uh, Bates Motel was for you, mm-hmm. The Exorcist is for me. Religious, like, religious horror. No, like didn't weren't you all fucking about Bates oh, yeah, Motel? I know, but I, f- I mean, you you kind of like religious horror, so I figured well, no, that no, would no, no, that's play actually into just, it. I was, I, I'm going to contradict you now. Okay. I, I mean, I like the film. I like part three a shit ton, mm-hmm. but like I'm not like a big Exorcist guy, right? But the show dot is just so fucking good. Um, you know, I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited about Riverdale. I love them both. But I feel like if I'm comparing these two shows, mm-hmm. Riverdale is like fast food. Yes. And The Exorcist is just like steak. Yeah. I love both of those things, but the steak is a lot 
finer, better. Yeah. Um, you know, different. It's different, like dynamics with the Exorcist. But like, I love those kids. I love the two main uh, priests. I love how everyone's angry that one of them is gay now, and how the uh, one of them is gay now. I didn't know that. Well, he's exploring his sexuality, and oh, I guess well. like people have like voiced an outcry. And the creator, uh, I believe his name is Jeremy Slater. Okay, hopefully. He's like gone already on record saying like, fuck you if you don't like that. And if uh, that makes you not want to watch this show, then, don't then, fucking then watch good. It. Yeah. yeah. And so like that just makes me dig it um, even more. I love that. That's awesome. Just like if you guys have not uh, caught up on it, strongly encourage it, man. It's Th- so good. And, like I'm getting excited talking about it because I love the fucking Exorcist so much. Two thumbs up from Eric for the Exorcist TV yes. show. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like it's one that I'm going to get. Like, I'm not just saying this. Like, I feel like it's one that uh, if I can binge it in like two years or something, I'll get to it. Like, um, I almost feel like the first season was like, like they needed it as like a stepping stone. Like we needed these characters. We needed to understand what they are. But now in this season, they're just free to do whatever the fuck they want because right. we know what's going on. And it's just, man, I love it. Yeah, and maybe this goes into like the whole exorcist thing, but one thing that turned me off about it was as soon as it became like, did you a, did you at least get to the twist of the first season? Yes, I did. Okay, uh, but it was all like the one thing I didn't kind of like about it was the bigger story. Like they were focusing on like this one exorcism that needed to happen at, at this house. But you learn the whole Catholic Church has been infiltrated. Yeah, but like there's like people in the streets like taking blood from people and stuff, and like I was just like, eh, whatever. Uh, it was a big conspiracy, basically. Right. Um, but again, I feel like I just I need to give it another shot. So I, I definitely definitely I agree. I'm fucking up not watching it. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? Let's see. Uh, I think everything that I have here, you've seen as well. Let's talk. But uh, let's do fuck it. Let's just do Stranger Things right now. Okay. So I know that it seems like a long time ago to most of you, but uh, just the, a month. Yeah, the last episode we did was before Stranger Things two came out. And now it's out, and we've all watched it. I'm sure. I'm sure. assuming. Have you watched it more than once? I haven't yet. No, okay. I, I do want to. So I pretty much I loved uh, Stranger Things too. I loved the second season of the show, um, and it's weird because like I feel like now uh, I can't be as excited about it because it was kind of a month ago. Um, so I hope you know it comes across. I do love the season, but I people are saying it's better than the first season, and I think that's completely insane. Um, I felt like the first season was like this super perfect, special, like eight hours. And I felt like the second season felt like a second season to that. Like it felt like, oh, well, okay, we need to continue these things. We need to have new characters. We need to have them do new things. And like it felt um, when the when this new season of Stranger Things started, uh, it, it all happened so quickly. Like the first like four episodes are like, Character, 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 like just jumping from all the characters we knew from the last season. So it was trying to set up like a million things at once. Right. Like I I just wanted them to all be together. Exactly. And then finally, when the season was getting towards the end, I I thought it was incredible. I loved it. And I I almost didn't even care what happened at the end. Like I felt this weird. There's this big moment with one of our main characters where I don't want to spoil what happens, but like something somebody does something at the end of the show and it's supposed to be this big rising moment and like there's danger and i'm like honestly i don't even care if anybody dies because i liked it so much like if this if these characters die that's okay with me because i was ready for the ride i was along for it you know um but the one thing i will say that i absolutely loved was the stuff out in the cabin with uh hopper and 11 
So that was like my favorite part of the show, as well as Steve Harrington with the kids babysitting. Oh, that was my favorite um, stuff. Yeah, Steve is my guy. Uh, but Eric, what did you think of Stranger Things season two? Uh, pretty much exactly what uh, you said. Um, however, I feel like um, in the very last episode, mm-hmm. um, we see something that happens with the kids within like the last 10 minutes of the show. Just just the last 10 minutes of the show. We finally get to see all the kids. Yes. Hanging out. Sure. And I'd like to see just more of that. Yeah. Right. Doesn't have to be a conflict. Like, I like those characters so much. I would like to see them just be kids. Yeah. And maybe and maybe that's what we'll... Like, and I'm hoping that they sort of... This was like the bridge to, you know, the consequences from the first season had to have uh, consequences, basically. Right. So that's why the characters are split up in certain ways and stuff. And so hopefully now that they're back together, we don't have to do that again in the next season. Right. Hopefully they can already be together. Right. And so like when this thing becomes a cohesive, like season one, season two, season three and beyond, hopefully they don't have to jump from 400 characters in the first four episodes of season three. Hopefully we already did that, you know? Right. Exactly. Cause the show's beats are kind of set up now. I don't know. What did you think about the new characters? Well, I really liked uh, Max a lot. I didn't initially like her because I felt like she was kind of archetypal almost. Like, I felt like she didn't really have character. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, they built her character. And I I really liked her. Really liked her. Um, Her brother, Billy, is a lot of fun. Obviously, he's an asshole. Yeah. He's like the worst character ever. But I enjoyed hating him. Right. You know, because he's such a dick. I kept waiting for him to have some type of like come up ends or something right exactly but he's just there to be a fucking asshole my favorite scene with him in the entire season is when he goes to uh is it is it mike's house yeah and he's talking to to uh, mike's mom Mm -hmm. and she's like uh interested in him right she's Uh, she's just gotten out of the bath yes she's like you know drinking champagne (laughs) reading a romance novel and of course this is where we the mood right yeah so uh i loved uh that part of that but yeah that dude's a douchebag obviously um, but I liked Max. Uh, you know, I felt like the show, the marketing made it seem like it was going to be all centered around Halloween. And then Halloween was kind of gone in the first two episodes or three episodes. Right. Kind of disappointed by that. But uh, having said all that, like as a whole, once it was over, I felt complete. I was like, you know what? This is awesome. Like as a season, this is great. Um, but let's quickly on the last thing, talk about the crazy Chicago episode. Okay. Sure. So we don't have to reveal what happens, but if you've seen the season... You know, there's this one specific episode that's totally different from the rest of the show. Yes. And what did what were your th- feelings on that? Um, so uh, my buddy Dana, who I mention all the time, uh, he got to that episode before me, and he was just like trashing it. Hmm. And I thought it was like a, a bad episode. Sure. So I watched it, and I thought it was fine, but I do feel like it was it was jarring and detracting from the story. The way the episode before it uh, ends, it's yeah. like this big climax. And then for us to have to sit through this hour of like yeah. something that's not going on with the story at hand kind of made me go, eh, this kind of does suck. It felt very, I hope this comes off right. It felt very TV of them to do that. Right. Like, just like you said, this week we're going to end on this huge climax. And then next week we're going to fake you out and go do something else for an hour. Right. Um, having said all that, you know, this season was nine episodes instead of eight. So like, I feel like, maybe they just added another hour for that episode. So maybe we got additional content that we wouldn't have gotten. Do you know what I'm saying? I do because they did that. But, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked seeing 11 in that 
space and stuff that was cool but it felt a little too world building at times like oh like there's all these other things happening and it's like i honestly we don't care about any of this we just care about those kids like that's all we care about right is those kids and their friendships and riding bikes and fighting mo- them fighting monsters like we don't care about these other people that we don't know you know but having said all that i didn't hate it as much as everybody else did um so yeah I guess to wrap it up, I just want to say, like, I don't think it's near as good as the first season. Like, I rewatched the first season of Stranger Things before season two came out, and I was just, like, crying all eight hours. Like, it's immensely good. Like, the first season is perfect, in my opinion. I did not feel like this was that, but it was still really good. So, Stranger Things 2. Yep. Good. Give me something, Eric. You have nothing? You didn't watch anything? No, but let's talk about something we watched together. Okay. Uh, something that is appropriate for uh, the season. That's right. We watched uh, Better Watch Out. Yes, we did. Together. Um, just a tiny bit of backstory. Um, whenever we went to go see uh, Victor Crowley. I feel like everything comes back to this moment. Like this, we keep talking our, about Adam This is Green, our defining yeah. moment. This is yeah. all we care about. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Please go ahead. Um, the trailer for Better Watch Out uh, played. And during, um, I don't know if it was during his Q&A or, or his introduction, Adam asked the crowd, uh, have any of you seen Better Watch Out? Which and at that time, it really wasn't out. Yeah, and yeah, this was... Um, it came out a few weeks later. Yeah. But right, at the time, it didn't have a wide release. But I think he was asking us, like, we, we might have gone to a festival and seen it. Adam, we none of us go to festivals. Like, we would not have seen this film. And nobody raised their hand. Right, obviously. And then he goes, you just did. The trailer gives uh, everything away. Right, for Better Watch Out. Right. So we're sitting in your front room. We're watching it. There is a twist that closes the first act. It fucking blew me away. I didn't see it coming. And, and, I'm, and I'm telling you that. And you're like, what are you talking about? That happened in the trailer. Yeah. And I guess I fucking missed it. So if you're going to watch this fucking film, do not watch I guess that stay away from yeah. uh, the trailer. Uh, it is a Christmas uh, home invasion mm-hmm. uh, movie. Um, I don't think we've ever gotten any of those, have we? Uh, Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't I uh, sound dumb? Um, (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Home uh, Alone's not really horror, right? So it's a little different, but it's Home Invasion. And it does a great job of uh, playing with that genre. Yes, for sure. Doing something a little uh, different. Um, As I was watching it at first, I was. I kind of had like my sh- my sh- my guard up. I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if right. I like weary this. a little bit. Right, yeah. exactly. But the, but by the time that it was over, uh, I've had so much time to digest it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I really, really, really liked it. Um, it's kind of odd because I feel like I feel like the film is set up to be like a really big uh, crowd pleaser, like a lot of fun. And sure. then oddly, you know, as it continues, you almost kind of hate. Because uh, certain characters do things. Um, there's people you hate in the film. How about that? And you hate them so much, you almost like it's almost frustrating how much I hate a certain character in the film, uh, which could be anybody. Are you ref- are you referring to Billy? Uh, the character Billy from uh, <laughs> season two of Stranger Things is also in Better Watch Out. And what's is, funny is he plays the same character. Uh, just yeah. a fucking he's asshole. He's wearing this great hat. One of he the best hats. He looks like the biggest douchebag ever. Yeah, he's, he's wearing, wearing this like backwards hat with dollar bills. <laughs> Uh, on it. 
Um, but yeah, it was kind of like I thought this film was going to be like cheering, crowd pleasing, and end up being like, God, I fucking hate this person. Um, but I really, really, really uh, liked those characters. Oddly, like even right. though the, um, some of them are irrede- irredeemable, irredeemable, uh, I felt like they did such a great job. Like just. I felt like we were just chilling with those characters at times, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm not saying they were likable, but I enjoyed being with those characters. Right. Um, so I, I really liked it. One quick criticism is that while it is Christmas, I didn't feel like it was that Christmassy. Like, really? There's only a couple scenes where there's Christmas lights, and then they only show outside a couple times. So I, at times, like I remember I was watching the film thinking, eh, this could take place any day. Like It doesn't even feel like Christmas. And then other times it felt more Christmassy. So right. I feel like they could have done more to like put lights in every scene and like stuff like, I don't know for being called better watch out and having that cover with the Christmas tree. Sure. I didn't feel like it was that Christmassy, um, but I really liked it as well. Um, it reminded me of last night at my mom's house. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, it reminded me uh, better watch out reminded me of the babysitter uh, kind of in a lot of different ways. Yeah. We immediately started comparing them once yeah. the film ended. And uh, I think I like better watch out a lot more than the babysitter i agree but i like the babysitter i like the babysitter too but i didn't love it and i, I felt like by the end of better watch out i was like you know what? i i like this a lot so um i don't know if i love better watch out but pretty close right uh i liked it a lot i want to pick up it'll that be, it'll be interesting to see how it uh, stacks up whenever we do our favorites of the year yeah for sure um i want to get that blu-ray um, i agree with that nice slip cover so yeah better watch particular, out is it but it's like shiny, shiny. or something yeah. yeah um so we both really like better watch out cool yeah, so that's one to watch. Uh, it's available uh, on Shutter right now. It is. Yeah, so that's exciting. You've been using Shutter, not I, to di- divert. I but have been. Tell me how your Shutter quality, like seriously, the video quality right, and stuff. So, because uh, I, I got, I go keep ahead. wanting to to sign up. Like people are like, "This is on Shutter. This is on Shutter. This is on Shutter." I, I think I almost click it, and then I'm like, "No, fuck it." I think the idea of Shutter is fucking amazing. Of course, it's all streaming. Their catalog is just banging. Two of the films that you recommended me to watch for this episode, I watched um, on Shutter. On Shutter, it's only five dollars. That's so fucking cheap. For sure. Like I feel like even if I don't use Shutter, I waste that fucking on Taco Bell. Or you whatever. waste more than that on Taco Bell. I do. Let's, let's not and be I modest look, here. I, if we're being fucking honest, <laughs> I can't wait for this fucking episode to end. So we can so go, we can go, go to fucking, fucking Taco eat. Bell yeah. and get those chicken roll um, tacos. But you know what? You're right. The, it does seem. Uh, a little low key. I don't know if it's the app, their service, right. my internet, but it stutters a lot. Where it'll just like temporarily uh, freeze. Yeah. Um, I got twenty minutes into Christmas Evil. I look forward um, to finishing that. But like that was like hampering my enjoyment of the film because yeah. it was just like eh, I'm a I'm a timeout for two seconds. I'm gonna come back. Eh, I'm a timeout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's but re- I love Shutter, and I'm not that. That's not enough to get me to. Desubscribe. To quit, right. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, we don't have to go on about this forever, but I was just going to say uh, I love Shudder as well, and I've talked about it on the episode before. Uh, I'm sorry, on the podcast before. And last time I had it, I, I exactly the questions you were asking, is it the app? Is it their service? Is it the bit rate of the video? Is it What is it? And I tried I tried the Xbox app. I tried uh, streaming it from my phone over AirPlay. I tried uh, Chromecast. All of it was shit. Really? Uh, in terms of video quality. Right. Because um, I was trying to watch Among the Living, the uh, Inside Guys directed that movie. I, I kind of wish you had recommended me that, but please continue. It's so good. Um, but I, it was the film was almost ruined by how bad the streaming was. Um, so, since, yeah. since you said that, 
uh, I don't know if I said this already. Here, and real quick, there's no other way to see Among the Living. It's a literally a Shutter exclusive. Right. So I had to watch it on Shutter, and then I canceled. I was like, you know, what? I'm done. So um, well, that's another ahead. cool thing about Shutter is their exclusives for sure are are awesome. I don't know if I mentioned this already uh, on a previous episode, but I watched found footage 3D mm-hmm. on Shutter, and they had a side by side version available for um, 3D TVs. Yeah, and uh, Eric has a 3D TV. I have a 3D TV, and the display was fucking awful. It was fucking terrible. I don't know if it was a combination of, again, um, their quality. Yeah. Um, then it being distorted, uh, in 3D. Oh God. That movie is cool, but God damn, it was like painful to yeah. watch. Like, if you're gonna watch uh, found footage 3D, and I don't know if they're ever gonna put out a a, 3D a blue Blu-ray. because as far as I know that is a shutter exclusive. It is right now, yeah. I would recommend just watch the fucking 2D version yeah. of that film. It was it was like a headache. Um however, uh you know like what Scream is for uh slasher films? Mm-hmm. Found footage is that for found footage films and it's fucking great. I really want to see it, but I want to see it in 3D. I would have enjoyed myself so much had I watched it in 2D. Well, just had a good version of it, right? right? Exactly. And I appreciate that they did a side-by-side yeah. uh, version. They did a 2D version. And then they also did a red and blue glasses yeah. version. So that's cool that they put out three fucking options for us. Yeah. Just sucks that all of them struck out. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to shit on Shudder. I mean, it doesn't... No, I it, love Shudder. It brings me... It brings me no pleasure, you know, to... I sh- like Sam to, Zimmerman. I follow who, him on Twitter. I, he's like the, like the head the curator. Leader or whatever. Yeah. Um... Uh, so it gives me no pleasure to talk shit about them. I know a lot of like uh, some of our listeners have Shutter. It's fucking awesome. It's great. It's just the, the video quality. You, if you know me, if any of my friends are out there, they know I'm a stickler for this shit. I have a weird problem. Okay, let's share your weird I love problem. how this just turned into a Shutter fucking yeah. episode. And yeah, by the way, Shutter, if you'd like to sponsor us, we can turn this right around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I'd, can, I'd like to save that five dollars yeah. a month. We can promote the hell out of it. Um, as we're fucking just knocking it. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. We could turn around. Oh, dude, Shutter's the best. Their uh, streaming quality is my favorite. It's just so high. We have um, no journalistic integrity. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Go ahead. I forgot. I fuck it, uh, I forgot. Uh, Shutter, uh, great service, but uh, doesn't always look the best. Yes. But, um, okay, why the hell were we there? Oh, because I watched some of my movies that you recommended me on here, maybe? I think so. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. We just went on a Shutter tangent. I quite enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. We uh, okay. So we watched Better Watch Out. I think I don't know where. The oh, fuck that's how we I got were, brought yeah. up. I said that it was a Shutter exclusive. Is it? Yeah. Better Watch Out. Yes. It just dropped on Shutter. On Shutter. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. That's why I said that. I you said yes in agreement. I to don't me. fucking listen to you, Dad. That makes sense. Yeah. So uh, okay. Next, what we've been watching. Um, this is gonna be kind of shitty as well, because uh, it was a long time ago. Um, Jigsaw Jigsaw came out and I know it was a while ago but we haven't talked about it on the podcast and we were very excited leading into it I'll go first because I feel like I'll be more positive than you um, I don't know that but I feel like I will I really liked Jigsaw I don't think it's like great by any measure but just being back in that world that world and having Tobin Bell appear and having the traps fucking kill people and like the music and um you know, them pulling the rug out from under you, all that bullshit. Like, just being back there, like, I was smiling and having a great time. And I when, agree. It, when it ended, I go, ooh, you know, it wasn't the best. Like, it's, I felt it immediately. But I was like, you know what? I'm fucking happy to have another Jigsaw, another Saw film. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It made 
okay money and they only spent like 10 million or something on it so uh, wasn't a bust yeah hopefully they make another one i kind of don't think they're going to because the reaction was just kind of eh but uh i hope they do i mean they can make them for fucking five million dollars and the only thing making money now is big superhero movies Mm -hmm. star wars Mm -hmm. disney Mm -hmm. and horror films Mm -hmm. so just make jigsaw films please lionsgate um what did you think of jigsaw um, I actually liked it a lot, and uh, I I saw this. I, as I did a, not mean to mischaracterize you. I, I we hadn't talked about it. Uh, I actually saw this as a criticism towards some, uh, from some, but I liked that like we didn't need previous knowledge of like yeah it was kind the of a twists reboot. and turns from the previous entries, mm-hmm. um, and I liked how whenever the twist happened, it was like oh I got that immediately. You know, yeah. I didn't have to sit through seven other fucking Saw films to get all right, what the fuck was going on. Yeah, it was kind of simplified in a way, which is cool. Uh, if I had to complain, there was like no gore. Yeah, I for agree. a Saw movie, I agree. Um, there was I, like I, one big final kill at the end, and it was like cool, but it was just like this dry ass fucking kill. Yeah, and I think it was CGI, wasn't it? Um, there is some CGI, which is frustrating. Uh, I listened to the directors talk before the film came out, and they were talking about how like they didn't want to put the viewers through like hell and like wanted to make it more fun. And that obviously to me and you is not a good gore is fun. Yes, for sure. But, uh, so I don't know, I guess like, I don't know how to say this. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do glass half full, but like, if this is what we had to do to get another soft film, like make it more fun and less torture porny. Um, I'll take it. Sure. Having said that, I definitely agree. I would have, I mean, there's not a lot of gore and especially for like the way the later soft films got, um, this could have been fun with gore. Like they, yeah. they could have, it doesn't have to be as, you know, gruesome. Like you could still have like, I don't know, buckets of blood flying everywhere or something. I mean, you could, you could have done it. So, um, you know, I like the twists and turns. I didn't like that. Like the main character, like the main reveal is about like a character that's not related to anything else in the franchise really. Um, so I kind of would have liked it to be more referential. I know that's kind of what you're saying. You liked that it, it wasn't, I would have preferred at least a character to show up. That's not Tobin Bell from the previous entries. Yeah, and since it didn't, that kind of sucked. But you know what? I hate, I hate to say this again. I was just happy to have another Saw film. Right. Like that's literally how I felt. I left and I was like, you know what? That wasn't great, but I had a fucking great time. So that's Jigsaw. I said this about Better Watch Out, maybe mm-hmm. about how you know, I feel like it's a contender for one of my favorites. Sure. Whereas Jigsaw will. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. It's cool. Happy it's there, but we'll see how it all shakes out. Are we going to do a top 10 or a top five of the year? You tell me. It's up to you, Dom. Leave five it up to Ida. Easier. Okay, sure. Um, see how it all shakes out, he said. Yes, shake it out. Yeah. Uh, so I think that is what we've been watching is pretty much over. I, do, I did want to talk about one more thing. Okay. And it was that my buddy, Jameson Lucas, uh, works for and at Milton's Brewery in Carlsbad, New Mexico, which is a fantastic brewery that if anyone comes through, everyone should check it out. I love these guys. I went to high school with them and, uh, Lucas Middleton, uh, Jameson Lucas, love these guys. Uh, so Milton's brewing. Jamie is their, sorry, Jameson is their, uh, events coordinator. So he, he decided to do a 45th anniversary screening of the film Gargoyles at Milton's. I'm upset I missed this. I love this movie. Uh, I can't remember the year it came out exactly. It was 45 years ago. But this was like 63 or something. Yeah, the kind of the main reason I wanted to bring it up, and I'm not doing a great job right now. The main reason I wanted to bring it up was that this film was shot in the town that we live in. So we're coming to you from Carlsbad, New Mexico, which is this tiny town no one knows about. We're kind of an hour from Roswell, New Mexico, if you've ever heard of that. 
UFO crash. Exactly. But uh, yeah, this Gargoyles film, I think, was originally a TV movie. Um, uh, it has Stan Winston effects uh, in it. Um, I love it. You know, Jamie, I think, showed it to me years ago. And uh, ever since, we've been like huge fans of it. And so uh, check out Gargoyles. Uh, it's extremely hard to get. Uh, it was filmed not in Carlsbad, the town, but at Carlsbad Caverns. It was filmed in the town and they did Oh, in stuff the town as well. The, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, is there anything recognizable? Not really. A lot of it's near White City, which okay. is near the caverns. Correct. Um, but there is uh, our airport. You know, our airport in our tiny, shitty airport. Uh, they fly in a plane at the airport here. So I recently sick. went to White City. Can I interrupt you to tell you my tell? Let's White City? wind the clocks back to when I went to White City. Okay, let's last hear. Week. Go ahead. Okay. It's this little tourist town. Uh, it's a shithole. Right before you get to um, the Carlsbad Caverns. That's true. And it's just fucking stuck in time. Have you been there recently? I have. It's just stuck in the fucking past. Why were you there? Uh, to look at this Indian jewelry. I, how did I know? Because that's the only thing that's there. Because that's what my mom wants okay, for Christmas. Cool. Okay. Turquoise, maybe? Correct. I love turquoise. Jameson, shout out. He wears turquoise. So uh, we get there, and there's this dude I went to school with, never talked to once in my fucking life. What's his name? Tell us his name. First name. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he's going to listen. Uh, okay. And he's acting like we're the tightest homies. <laughs> Okay. And he's like shaking my hand and he's like, what have you been up to? And I'm just like, come on. I think he's just trying to make a sale. He was being like super nice to uh, my mom. I'm with my right. mom, you know, telling her, you know, if, if he, if she needs him to open up, you know, any of the cases, you know, it's not a problem to be able to look at stuff. But I'm just kind of like, so I'm already like put off by that. Cause you have to talk to somebody. Cause I, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Like at, at work, Dodge, just let me put the mail in the fucking box and go. Don't stop me. I don't care what the fuck you're going to say. So Okay, there, Larry David, tell us your story. There is. Uh, I, so I'm talking about how it just seems like it's stuck in the past. Right. I, explain. And that's amplified by uh, old things that are in there. Uh, I wish I didn't bring up this fucking story, but I'm going to continue. Did they take credit cards? They did. Um, oh, that's but like, nice. but like, for example, they have like not that easy has the a debit card. bucket that uh, supposedly Jim White, the man who first discovered the Carlsbad Caverns, yes, uh, went down into the caverns with. There's this old ass fucking arcade where they have like Pac Man fucking yes. cabinets. It's great. In there. I used to go there when I was a kid. Anyways, in this fucking creepy ass fucking tourist fucking call it a fuck shop ass. fuck ass <laughs> uh, arcade, yeah. There's this statue of this creepy ass dentist. Oh, wow. Have you seen this? I don't remember now. So I'll show you. I took a picture of it. I thought you were going to say old Chief Woodenhead. I wish. So I walk up to this statue and it's like making this like real creepy face. And you can tell he's like a dentist. He's like in scrubs and he's got like pliers with like a tooth, like a bloody tooth, like okay. still like yeah. in the pliers. And I was almost like half expecting it to like. Like maybe be motion censored mm -hmm. and like jump at me or something. And I become fascinated with this fucking creepy ass dentist. Okay. Okay. Did you ask this person behind the counter? I should have. I, I should have gotten some more facts. From this person. Yeah, right. Okay. So I go and I'm just like, I'm kind of like tripping out on all of this shit. On like all their fucking old ass 
Were you on artifacts. drugs out there? I mean, no. what the hell's wrong with they you? They have like a fucking like Zoltar. Um, oh my god! Uh, uh, fortune teller, fortune teller yeah. machine in there. Yeah. Did they, you did you ask? Did you wish to be big? Uh, n- no. They had uh this huge fucking statue of Bigfoot. They had two of them. Okay. And they're huge. Um, what do you call taxidermy? Yeah. Animals. They had like a two headed fucking like bull. Anyways. So I'm tripping out on all this. I'm just like looking around. Oh, did you go to the, is that still there? The $100 million museum or whatever? Is that, There's a is, museum there? There used to be. And it had a bunch of bullshit like that, like two-headed turtles in a jar. I'm serious. No, I just went to the bullshit like tourist shop. Well, it might be gone. Maybe it's gone. That sounds great. Like if that's it, it there. It was like a nickel or something. To I'm get going. In. Okay. You want to so go anyways, back? Yeah, yeah. If it's there. So anyways, I'm looking at all this. My mom picks out the earrings that she wants and she was like, let's go. And I'm like, first you have to see this fucking dentist. So she knows what you're getting her for Christmas. Yeah. That's the way it works in our oh, family. We okay. like, I fucking ordered my gift from her. Yeah. Well, at least you get to what you want. Huh? Yeah. I've never not gotten. What What's I that for gift? Christmas. Are you going to reveal it here? Getting a new skateboard. Hey. I'm, I'm 29 years old <laughs> and I'm getting a new What's skateboard. The, what, for Christmas. what brand? Uh, death wish. Okay. Please continue your story. Okay. So I'm like, mom, you got to look at this fucking dentist. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. Of course not. No. About the dentist, right? And She's I'm like, probably pissed you're even talking like, to her. And I'm like, isn't it weird? You know, isn't it? Isn't it creepy? We're also with my older brother. And he's just like, let's get the fuck out of here. He cares even less about the creepy dentist. Okay. Anyways, um, I tell you, I'm expecting it to do something, and I think it maybe one point it did. Like maybe it was broken. I touch its jaw, and it starts like chattering. The well, dentist thing? The dentist thing starts what the chattering. What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. So, we got, so we got the fuck out of there. I enjoyed the dentist more than I enjoyed talking to that fucking guy from fucking high school. <laughs> Let me ask you and, this. Tonight uh, in that's the, in the goddamn story. Tonight in the middle of the night when you're asleep in bed mm-hmm. and you wake up, you're going to hear that fucking chattering. That chattering. And it's going to be and in the room. That fucking dentist with a fucking yeah. bloody tooth and pliers is going to be standing uh, over me. Jesus Christ. Uh, nothing scarier than a dentist, huh? Ice Cream Man just dropped on Blu-ray. All right, so all of that, because we were speaking about the Gargoyles 45th anniversary screening at uh, Milton's Brewery. So uh, I don't have that picture. I deleted it. Of the fucking dentist? Of the dentist. That's sad. So, uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to say Milton's is super cool, and thank you so much to them for doing that screening. Um, You said you wish you would have went. No one... I'll just say a lot of people weren't watching it. There were some people watching it, but most people were just getting drunk and fucking being crazy, um, which is great for Milton's. They were selling beer. So um, selling beer, big trucks. So uh, yeah. bad New Mexico oil field. God, I hope nobody listens to us and hates us. Um, no, fuck them, dog. I'm not. I'm not blaming him. Who the fuck knows what gargoyles is? But my point is that is super cool that Milton's did that. So I wish I was there. 45th anniversary gargoyles. Uh, this is a film that I really like. The effects are by Stan Winston. If you don't know, of course, you know Alien, Terminator, and Terminator. He's James Cameron's Pumpkinhead. Yes, directed Pumpkinhead. So yeah, gargoyles. Watch that film. It's awesome. Uh, it's real short too, and uh, it's. I would love for that to get a Blu-ray someday. Did he like? Was this his own personal? DVD? He has a DVD, yeah, which is actually out of print, um, and it's so it's hard to see. But if you can, or if it comes on MGM Movies or whatever, watch Gargoyles. Cool. So before cool. we get to our feature presentation, which is our Watch This Da episode, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about. Uh, I forgot to bring this up. Our Halloween Hangover. Right, so the last episode we did was right before Halloween. Okay, and you know we were really excited, and it was we were in the spirit. And we were watching a bunch of fucking Halloween and horror movies, and then 
Halloween happened and you know, just wanted to recap. How was your Halloween? What did you do for Halloween? I like I never fucking do anything for Halloween. Which and, is sad. And that like pains me. Yeah. Um well last year was tight because you know we went to like the parade. Yeah. And we went to the fucking haunted house, which uh Keegan went to twice this year. A and, <laughs> and didn't he even fucking tell me or invite me? I thought you had fucking other plans or I didn't think you'd actually come with me. You know I wanna know. Well, I probably wouldn't have gone with you. Oh but I would have gone to the house. Oh, then I don't give a shit then. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Um what was cool though was like my mom kind of did more than uh she normally would and I think she did it for my four year old uh, nephew, <laughs> but you probably enjoyed it more but than a four-year-old nephew. I got a huge uh, benefit out of it, right? Exactly. Right. She dressed up. She made fucking jack-o'-lantern yes. cookies. Um, she had punch. Uh, you should have just had me come over. I would have chilled there. She uh, she got a disposable glove, put water in it, froze it, thought, and then like took the glove off and put it in the punch so it looked like a fucking yes. floating hand. Yes, uh, yes, in the in the bowl. Um, my brother and his kids, my nephews, uh, they dressed up. I went and I uh, walked with them around the neighborhood. You went uh, on your walking route? Uh, as they got uh, candy. Uh, I handed out candy. Did you snatch um, any candy? Myself? No. See, I'm strongly against of course smashing are. pumpkins because that's just killing no, the just holiday. No, just the band. You're okay with actually smashing the, the, the pumpkin. No. But you just don't like the band smashing pumpkins. Um, so it was like cool. Like Even though I didn't do much, it was cool that I still got to engage in yeah. the spirit yeah, no, totally. of Halloween. That sounds awesome. Um, so I, I said you should have invited me. I had a great Halloween. I hung out with a bunch of friends. Did you get uh, faded? I did. Or was everybody else faded? No, I did. I drank with a bunch of buddies. Uh, actually, um, not at Milton's. They they're closed, but I I drank with them near Milton's. It's hard to. It, anyways, uh, but we also we went to the haunted house twice. Carlsbad. Why zone. twice? Okay, well, I can tell you. Um, so we went the first time by accident because we found it. We were trying to find it, and then once we're there, we're like, well, shit, I guess we have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to it, but we had somebody – we had um, Wes, my buddy Wes, who's my roommate, and then also Lucas, uh, owner of Milton's. Uh, he they, they, they didn't come with us. So we met back up, and we're like, dude, let's just go back. So we went. We took them. What was the cost? A food donation? Five bucks. Five bucks. You spend ten dollars. Yes, on the on the car annual. I Carl's don't believe you. Lions Club. That you would spend ten dollars in a single night. Here's the thing. What <laughs> else was I doing on Halloween? My favorite fucking holiday, and I had nothing to do. No. Did they at least switch it up? Or was it? Did you know what to expect? Well, each room? the weird part was. So this is the Lions Club annual Halloween. Haunted House. Correct. Uh, of Carlsbad. Why wasn't it in the newspaper? I looked. I scoured. And I get, searched. You know where it was? It was, at, it was at the old Big O Tires building. Way the fuck out there on National Park. What the fuck is a Big O? I don't know. I just thought it would sound MVP? funny. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, no, it was cool. Um, it was better than last year. There was kind of multiple... I wouldn't say multiple routes, but there was different ways to go that... Um, the first time we did it, we missed a room. Uh, cool. And then the second time we went into that room and then this witch chased us out, like this lady dressed as a witch chased us out and screamed at us and stuff. It's a good time. Did anything um, creep you out? No, I got scared by a guy that, uh, it was a fake wall. And then when they turn the light on, it's like a piece of plexiglass that they have all black. But when you turn the light on, you can see him. So it's all black. You walk past it and then he fucking hits the plexiglass as hard as he can. And he yells. Uh-huh. That scared the shit out of me as well as uh, Lucas. Um, but yeah, it was a blast. The only thing so I will... you guys are just all faded walking through the yeah. Carlsbad Elks Club, Carlsbad <laughs> Lions annual Lions traditional Club. Halloween <laughs> house. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So it was a good Halloween. I enjoyed it. Um, oh, oh, and then we ended the day with, uh, we watched trick or treat. Uh, all of us watched trick or treat that night. 
Um, most people fell asleep by that time, but it was a good time. I've got a confession. Okay. Well, let me finish mine real quick. Okay. Uh, I also... Now, tell us your confession. I didn't watch Halloween or Trick or Treat this year. Wow, what an asshole. And I feel fine. Okay. So, uh, what I was going to say was I started off my Halloween with uh, Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. And then I, uh, my brother came over uh, after he got off work and we watched Halloween 3. So, we did Halloween, Halloween 3, and then I watched Trick or Treat uh, to end the night. And then you're just like, I'm driving along, I'm driving along, watching Halloween 3. So, uh, Linda, Linda, shut, shut up, up, Linda. Linda. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I hope anybody enjoys any of this because not movie related, but it was Halloween related. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I had, a, I had a good Halloween, all things considered, mostly just hanging with a lot of my buddies, which I, was the best part. I rewatched Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah? What'd you think? This is not horror, but go ahead. I loved it. Showed my mom. Well, what I was thinking was, I want to be Joe Bang yeah. for next Halloween. I bet you do. Yeah. Uh, I love Adam Driver. I just feel like that'd be that. a really easy costume. Aside from having to dye my hair blonde. Right. Prison jumpsuit. I want to be Adam Driver from that movie. We could do a couple's costume from Logan Lucky. A couple's costume. So, uh, yeah. So, that was our Halloween. Just thought we'd have fun recapping it. And uh, now, I think it's time. Go ahead. Logan Lucky's really good. Continue. Logan Lucky's fucking fantastic. Uh, Steven Soderbergh is back. Um, but now, I think it's time for our topic, which again is our Watch This Da episode, uh, which the three of us recommend three films we haven't seen, and we each watch three, so it's a total of six films. Allow and- me to wind the clock back and do Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. How can I forget everyone's favorite part of i'm stealing this from the movie crypt everyone's favorite part of the ghoul squad the only reason i agreed to do this podcast that's true that's a lie actually because we only started this couple episodes but um now this is like the fifth terror tunes we've had like 20 episodes uh having said all of that it is now time for eric coffin's terror tunes eric coffin's terror tunes fuck you eric for not singing the fucking diesel So I did something just mildly different. Uh, Tell us what Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes is. Uh, Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes is where I try to turn you on to the latest and greatest in the horror punk genre. Let's hear it. Okay. So I did something just mildly different for this episode. I always try to tie in a song or the band to the topic. And since we kind of just like randomly watched films for this episode. True. I just wanted to discuss a horror punk band that I recently found and they are called Mummula. Um, they're more <laughs> surf rock than horror punk and they seem to take a more lighthearted approach to the genre based on their lyrics, logo, and costumes. I feel like these dudes wake up early on Saturdays to watch cartoons and eat cereal and know that the horror punk genre is a joke, but I say that as someone who uh, sincerely loves it. Uh, their 2016 full-length album, The Rise of Mumula, features <laughs> several bangers, including my favorite, Let's Get Invisible. Right before my day. 
They also have several instrumental tracks, which kind of turns me off, but there are some fun ones, including Iggy's Night Out. Other bangers include Mystery Mountain, The Goofy But Fun, My Baby's Turning Into a Wolfman, Seventh Guest, Hang Ten, and the motivational Ed Wooden. Even if you feel like giving up, Ed Wooden. If I'm not tripping, I think I just saw an announcement for a new EP, and if that is correct, I def look forward to hearing new tunes from Mumula. What a fantastic name. Yes. Mumula. Mumula. So that is um, my tarot tunes for this segment. And that was Eric Coffin's tarot tunes. Eric Coffin. Okay, uh, that was fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. Um, let's I wrote it as you were setting everything up. And with that, fantastic section of the podcast which is called eric coffin's terror you know tunes what we need to do we have ghoul squad t-shirts we need to do uh eric coffin's terror tunes t-shirt let's do it huh hit up jamie if you listening give me that logo all right so <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna spin off into your own podcast and say fuck you no i'm doing the fucking eric coffin that's what i've been leading up to yeah i'm not surprised so uh okay that was a fantastic section. It is now time for our feature presentation of the podcast, which is our topic, and it is Watch This Da. And uh, cue the music. All right. I'm very excited to do... Uh, this topic is kind of an interesting one with these random movies we picked. There's no rhyme or reason, but um, just kind of stuff that each of us wanted each other to see. And so you'll you'll get six films kind of reviewed here, I guess, right? Sure. By each of us, um, three each. But uh, before we get to that, uh, I thought it'd be fun because this is our December episode. Now, last year we did our top five Christmas horror. So we don't really have to do that this year. Um, so you can go back and listen to that if you'd like. Uh, but I thought we would just, because it's December, uh, talk about some of our favorite Christmas horror films or just favorite Christmas films in general. And, uh, you know, just for oh, a couple I'm so glad you said that. Just for a couple minutes. Just just in general. Yeah, because whatever. you want to know what my fucking favorite is? What's that? Jonathan Taylor Thomas's I'll Be Home for Christmas. <laughs> JTT. I, I fucking wore that VHS out. Yeah. Have you seen it? I saw it when I was a kid. I, I haven't seen it in years. I could watch that right now and be fucking um, stoked. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember that. What happened to well. JTT? Where's he at? I think he like got fat and did coke. I don't as, know. As long as there's no fucking pending sex scandal against him, I'm still pro JTT. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, what's some of our favorite Christmas horror films? Like I said, we did do a top five Christmas horror, but uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, that, you that's know. not even one of my favorite. Christmas movies. That's not even one of my favorite horror movies. Right. That's just one of my favorite movies. Yes, and uh, that new Blu-ray is coming out, and Eric has the uh, the the one pre-ordered with the fucking figure, and it's taking fucking forever. Yes, but how sick is it going to be when you get it? Oh, I guess it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> yeah. So Silent Night, Deadly Night. Clearly, like uh, I think that was our number Never one. Never seen three, four, or five. No, me either. Oh fuck, I forgot I was going to get the DVD uh, this year. Damn it. Um I can still watch them after Christmas though. So I mean, I'll, there's still I'll, time before. I'm going to get it. Um but yeah, so Silent Night Deadly Night and then of course like the more and more I see Black Christmas, the sure. the Both. more this film like climbs my horror pantheon every time I see it. I'm like, you know, this is like one of my favorite movies of all time now. Um, and especially that new Blu-ray that came out last Christmas from Scream Factory right. of Black Christmas. Dude, it is gorgeous. Like, 
if you're not a big black, black Christmas fan, go buy that Blu-ray and you'll it'll, it'll be, you know, it's so fucking good. That'd be cool if they would re- release. Well, doesn't Lionsgate own three, four, and five? I think so, but it's... Well, shit, they need to put it out on the Vestron title, even if it wasn't from Vestron. Yeah, I'm wondering... <laughs> I'm wondering... Uh, there must be some kind of rights issues with those films, because there's this weird-ass three-pack DVD. Right. And that's it, of those sequels to Silent Night, Deadly Night. But, yeah, Black Christmas, uh, Krampus is a great recent one. I rewatched it uh, yeah. just two days ago. I showed my mom and uh, nephew, and I was super worried about showing them. My mom doesn't give a shit about horror films. And, <laughs> Surprise. And my nephew thinks everything sucks. Unless oh, that's it's, good. Unless it's the new Call of Duty or that fucking PC game Rust. And um, by Boy, the end of it, they were super stoked uh, on it. Yeah. Uh, they both uh, liked it. They both brought it. You know, they both took away the positive message that's uh, in the film of you know, right. like being in the Christmas spirit, you know, making sacrifice. And I was like, yeah, but I just like the monsters. Yeah. And we love Mike Doherty. Right. Um, he's do- I can't. I still cannot believe... Uh, he is the one directing uh, this the new Godzilla the Godzilla film with fucking Vera Farmiga, Kyle Chandler, and Eleven from fucking uh, Stranger Things. Millie Bobby Brown. That is the most exciting goddamn thing. Um, I fucking love Godzilla. But, I would almost say what's more exciting is oh Wingard doing Godzilla versus King Kong. It is. Uh, that is exciting. But just that cast of this sure. new Godzilla, like that, sure. has me fucking amped. So is uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson not returning? Hopefully not. Ah, no, I like him in that uh, Elizabeth he Olsen. He does suck, but I like him in a the lot. first Godzilla. Uh, so, other Christmas uh, films. My favorite of all time that I didn't even include on our fucking episode uh, was um, Gremlins. So, Gremlins is the best fucking. You know, it'd be on my top five uh, films of all time. Um, so, Gremlins. I mean, just fucking great. Uh, and then my favorite Christmas film that's not horror is uh, A Christmas Story. Um, which is, I know kind of standard now, but like that film is like everything to me, you know, it's like, sure. I love that movie so much. You're um, talking about the sequel, right? You just like it that much? Yes. No, of course not. I've never seen the sequel. Um, those are four ninety nine on fucking Amazon for, did you get anything for black Friday by the way? I sure did it. I did. I got a couple things, but, um, I didn't even go to Walmart. I did nothing. I got get out for five bucks. That's tight. So I'm pretty stoked. Uh, what, what else did I get? I got uh, Curse of Chucky for five ninety nine. Nice with the slip cover from Walmart. Nice. Uh, what the fuck else? Did That's I get? so cheap. Yeah, I was I was stoked, dude. That's badass. Um, oh, I got the Shallows for actually a dollar fifty because I did a deal and got Don't Breathe for five ninety nine. So uh, d- Don't Breathe and the Shallows was a total of seven dollars thirty five cents. Nobody gives a shit about this. Uh, no, that's tight. Christmas. I, I wish I went. Christmas vacations another. All right, this is. A horrible section of the podcast. Uh, we just, I felt like it'd be fun to talk about Christmas films because it's December um, and they're our favorites, but we already did that. So check out that old episode of the podcast. It's awesome. Um, I felt like that was a good episode. Did you? I don't remember it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. No, I'm kidding. Let's get going. How about you Let's tell do it me? Let's do it now. Uh, the three films I made you watch, and I'll do the same. Yes. So this is uh, Watch This Da, and we're going to call it episode one because maybe in the future we'll do it again because it's kind of an infinite uh, number of films we could pick. Correct. And again, the idea is, um, like, for instance, I've seen three films that I really like and I want Eric to see, but he hasn't seen them and vice versa. How about, how about I say the three films that I told you to watch and why? Okay. Okay. So I recommended you uh, Cube. Uh, society mm-hmm. and the transfiguration. That's correct. Uh, probably the uh, first reason I recommended you do those films was because they were accessible 
to watch. That's right. Quickly. On, Cube was uh, on Netflix. Netflix. Uh, actually, all three were on Netflix. Right, exactly. Um, so I watched Cube probably when I was like 10 or 11, and it fucking terrified me. It uh-huh. fucking scared me. And so I've only had that idea of Cube for 15 years. Right. That it was the scary-ass fucking movie. Shit longer than 15 years. Um, and so I finally decided just like a few weeks ago, like, I'm going to fucking rewatch Cube. Yeah. And while I didn't find it scary, I really fucking liked it. Right. And, and so I needed somebody to talk Cube about. Yes. And so who better to talk to about Cube about than the fucking you? So I'm eager to hear well, let's, let's uh, save, what, you, let's what you think. The, the, the rest of why for each film, but the, the three films you wanted me to see... Let's we'll do Cube first because that was a great introduction. Okay. Uh, the, the three films you want me to watch were Cube, The Transfiguration, and Society. Correct. Right. And the three films I wanted Eric to watch, and I'll explain why when we go back and forth. Okay. Is uh, so I wanted Eric to see Splinter. Yes, I'd never fucking heard of this movie That's until right. you told me to watch it. And we'll talk about it. Jaws two. I wanted him to see. Yes. Uh, because it's fucking incredible. He's always talking about Jaws two. And uh, House 2, The Second Story. Yes. Which is a film I love. So we'll get to those. But I feel like you had a great introduction to Cube. Another film you talk a lot about, but not as much as Jaws 2. That's right. So, uh, yeah, those are the three films. I wanted Eric to watch Splinter, Jaws 2, and House 2. He wanted me to watch Cube, Society, Transfiguration. Um, So we're going to talk about them each individually. We'll go back and forth on each, uh, basically, recommendation. But let's start because you had a great introduction to cube okay. what'd you think about fucking cube so cube is what's the director's name i already forgot um he did splice is it vincenzo natale correct okay why, he, why don't you say what cube is just briefly sure yeah cube uh, to my knowledge is a film about people that wake up in this uh square room maze Ma- right it's a huge i mean that's what the film becomes right it's this huge cube maze where there's like traps and like certain rooms, if you go in, you'll die. Certain ones, there's nothing in. Um, there's clues and mysteries and puzzles to like try to get out of it. But throughout the film, you kind of wonder, can they get out of it? What's the point of the puzzles and stuff? Um, so Cube, yeah, it's just this huge box basically full and, of mystery. And the people who are stuck, they each have a very specific occupation. Right. Uh, like one, skill, basically. Skill. One's yeah. a doctor. Uh, what teacher or or she's a let's say doctor police officer student right one dude has escaped from multiple prisons and another man is developmentally disabled right so you can imagine like some of these people are put in here for a reason and you know i'm not going to spoil the film completely but it's not you know some of these people are here like for instance the student is really good at math Correct. So she puts on her nerd glasses and does math equations Correct. that help them figure out uh, certain routes through the maze uh, using prime numbers and stuff like that. Right. Um, but uh, each the door to each room has a set of three numbers. Right. Three digit, three numbers. And they initially think that if these numbers are prime numbers, then that the room should be safe to enter. Right. And Keegan touched upon how there is uh, traps. Um, there's not really too much gore, but I feel like it could border on torture porn. What yeah. do you think? And this is like so this 93? Is, I think it's 99. Okay. But this later. is a great, great time to bring this up. And I'm sure everyone thinks this. This isn't lighting the world on fire. But I couldn't help but think about Saw. Right. Like this is basically Saw, but completely different. Right. But also putting, before Saw. 
Of course, that's what I'm saying. And But the idea of putting strangers in a room for a reason and then all the strangers trying to figure out why they're there. And then so they're like, well, come on, tell us who you are. There's got to be a reason you're here. Um, that felt very Saw and especially the Saw sequels, you know, especially Saw 2, right? So it's all those people in that house and they have, there's some reason they're all connected, but they can't figure it out. Um, so it felt a lot like Saw and I love the Saw films. So I really liked Cube. I thought it was awesome. Um, you're right. There's not a lot of gore, but, uh, what was interesting to me wasn't, I kind of stopped caring about like, it gets a little bogged down on like the puzzles and the math and shit. I was like, you know, I don't really give a fuck anymore if they get out. I was more interested in, uh, I liked the characters, which was, okay. I wasn't expecting to like them as much as I did, but I think it's cause you spend so you're forced to spend so much time just staring at them. Um, and the script and, you know, direction, they do a really good job of, I cared about these people. Even the guy that becomes kind of a villain towards the end. Right. Uh, I cared about him. Like, yeah, he was kind of a dick, but like, you know, that sucks they woke up in this fucking cube maze. Right. And I wanted them to get out, but I cared less and less about them actually getting out and more about, like, what was going to happen to them and their dynamics and stuff. So I really liked the characters. Well, how did you feel when they, they finally reach um, what they think is an out? Like the side of the cube, basically. Right. I mean, I'll just say. Right. Um, yeah, I, was, I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I knew the runtime they couldn't get out. Uh, cause I just, you know, I've heard of cube forever. Okay. You know, why have I never seen this film? I don't know. I think it's cause I kind of assumed I kind of knew what the film was mm. and it was, it was exactly what I thought. I didn't know all the intricacies, but, uh, I was surprised. I was, you know, surprised how much I liked the characters. Cause other than that, you kind of can, I mean, what we've said, that's the film. The film is the people trying to get out and the whole movies I'm trying to get out. Like they don't, they don't run into aliens all of a sudden, uh, in a room, for instance, like they're not, they don't, they don't, there's no war of the worlds. Like they're just trying to get out of this maze. So I feel the opposite. Um, I was on board for, um, the mystery for the mystery, right? Sure, can, sure. can they solve their way out of, um, this riddle? Maybe it's cause you saw it a while ago and hadn't heard as much, but like cube's a big deal. And for whatever reason, really? I hadn't seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of a cult classic in the, in the genre. Again, I don't know why I never saw it, but like I kind of felt like I knew what the film was because I've heard people talk about it. But um, I ended up really enjoying the characters a lot. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Tell me, tell me why you wanted me to watch it. Like, why did you want me to? I know you kind of said it, but uh, just because you know I had recently rediscovered it. Right. Um, I remember watching it when I was uh, younger. Uh, my older brother was watching it. And, uh, how, I, how young do you think you were when you saw it? I want to say like 10 or 11, maybe. Okay. Um, this like, would be fucking scary if I like, was 10 years old, like probably shortly after, like it probably had its like home release. Okay. Um, I remember, uh, there's a character at the beginning of the film who seems like he has it figured out. Right. And then something happens to that character <laughs> Yeah. and the way it happens to him, it like, it was like one of those films. This has only happened twice to me. In your whole life? Um, where a film was so scary to me, I felt physically sick. What was the other film? Um, Fire in the Sky. Oh, wow. Which is fucked up, because if you watch that movie now, it's eh. No. But man, as a child. Uh, Fire in the Sky is still pretty fucked up, I was, dude. Fu- like, rewatch you know, it, Doc. Okay, Doc. Fine. I will. Um, so yeah, I guess just because it made an impact on, right. on my youth, then I liked it even now. Right. I thought Keegan needs to watch this shit. Well, I was happy to have it as one of my recommendations because I felt like 
something you needed to have well, seen? Well, I felt like not only was it something I needed to see, but I knew it was like, yes, it's a, in, complicated in terms of what they're doing in the film, but I was happy to have like this self-contained small movie to watch. Even right. though, yeah, it's in this big cube, like there's not a lot to, <laughs> to think about really, right. uh, except for the puzzles. Um, so I was kind of excited to like just turn it on and like chill. Uh, I didn't have to think about a lot. Where like, I think something like The Transfiguration, I, was, I spent the whole film like kind of, you know, enwrapped in like, what the fuck is going on? Where in Cube, I just kind of like hung out and enjoyed it. Um, Let me tell you what disappoints me about Cube. Okay. And like, I wish I didn't know this, and I hope I'm not spoiling the film. And when I say spoil, I don't mean give away a story, but like po- sour poss- and experience. Possible spoilers for Cube and maybe Cube Universe, but please go sour ahead. Sour and experience okay. is what I mean. The math that they use in the film is not correct. And that's one of the things that I fucking... That sucks, yeah. That's one of the things that like excited me about it. And what's funny was like... Um, you weren't the only person I thought needs to see uh, this movie. I, I have a buddy, Sean Fournier. He is shout a, out, not that he listens. A, no, not at all. He's a fucking nuclear engineer for Sandia Labs. I think that's a lie. <laughs> it's funny you say that because every time I tell that to people, they don't believe me. <laughs> uh, in in up in Albuquerque, and like my first thought was, I want Sean to watch this so if he can tell me. If the math that they're using right. is... Did he watch it? Is, no, he didn't watch it. And I just happened to look it up. And unfortunately, uh, it's not correct. What's, what, and what well, that's sucks... Kinda, that's kind of frustrating. And what sucks about that even more, there's one character who like... That's kind of like his big thing. Right. And then knowing that like... That like, for me, that takes away that specialness of that character. Right. And almost the whole film for me. Like, I wish I didn't know that. Um, and I guess that's kind of trivial. But the math that's used in the film is, isn't correct. It's not real. That, no, that is that does kind of suck. But um, another random thought about how like it's like Saw is, and I don't think this is a big spoiler, but um, like in all the Saw films, like one of the strangers in the room that it's is in on it is usually in on it, right? And that happens here to an extent. And I was like, wow, like Saw really kind of is this. But I guess in a way, like that's kind of all strangers in a room films, and there's a lot of them. Um, so maybe it's just a uh, aspect of the genre. So let me go ahead and tell you, Curb, Curb, Cube 2 is fucking terrible. And I got 30 minutes into Cube. See, I'd, I'd never seen the sequels. Right. And I got motivated to watch them after rediscovering Cube. Uh, two is a turd. And I got 30 minutes into three. And I thought, fuck this. And you quit. Yep. So Cube is great, in my opinion. Yeah. But no need to bother with the sequels. Yeah, that, that's sad. Um, I, I guess I won't spoil what happens at the end. But I will say I was a tiny bit frustrated by the way the film ends, like the last fi- final frames, basically. Um, I'm okay with like not getting a huge, honestly, I'll just say it, there's not like a big reveal. And uh, I'm okay with that to an extent, but I wish we could have gotten something. Like even a single frame of something and then cut. Like, you know, that way we could have gotten at least some indication of what happened. So it's funny you say that because in two, you do. And in three, you you get to see the people who are like, so they make up this bullshit that there's people monitoring the people who are stuck mm-hmm. in the maze. And like, I hated that. I'm like, I don't need that fucking extra story. Right. Like, I appreciated how minimal cube yeah. is. Like you don't need fucking mythology building and shit. Right. And, and that's kind of what I was saying. Like I appreciated how simple the ending was, but I'm just saying like literally they could have stuck out, you know, the tiniest of threads and I would have, I would have felt better, but the fact that it was nothing, I felt empty, but I still, again, I appreciate the simplicity of it. Cause you're right. It just makes it like, Oh, like 
it's more almost more fucked up in a way because you don't know what happens. So yeah, I really liked Cube. Um, I, I would I don't know if I loved it, but I liked it a lot. Um, I was. Did was, you think, hey, this wasn't a bad recommendation? Right. No, of course I did think that, and that was the first one I watched. Oh, um, well, good. So yeah, that's Cube. Um, check it out. It's on Netflix. That's why yeah. you told me to watch it. Correct. So uh, that was one that Eric wanted me to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's do one that Keegan wanted Eric to watch. Okay. Uh, which one did let's do it in order. Which one did you watch first? I watched Splinter first. So Splinter. tell me, why did you want me to watch Splinter? The re, okay. Why did I want you to watch Splinter? Um I haven't seen it in a couple years. Okay. Uh but this is a film Splinter is available on Shutter, and so that's part of the reason is um Eric has a Shutter subscription. Mm-hmm. So I go, Oh, I can pick something from Shutter. Uh and Splinter was there. I go, Oh, you need to see Splinter. Um it was a film I saw when it came out like it was a film I saw when it came out on DVD in like that direct to DVD era where like there was a ton of direct to DVD stuff coming out. Like uh, I was, this was direct to DVD. I don't know, that makes but sense. that's how I saw it. And okay. it wasn't a big release. So like, it, right. You know, maybe it went to some theaters, but it certainly wasn't wide or anything. Right. So, um, similar to like, I always bring this up when I talk about this era, but rest stop rest stop was a sure. huge, like so this direct- is like mid two thousands. Exactly. Um, that's when Splinter came out and, uh, it this was is splat pack dimension extreme time. Yes. And, and it was, so it's one of the best times of like just indie oh, yeah. cinema and stuff on, on DVD. Um, I can't remember why we were excited about it, but I watched it with a bunch of my buddies. Uh, and I just remember like it blowing me away cause it's like a creature feature and it's, yes. Ooh, the dog loves a monster movie. The effects are really good. And it's like stuck in a single location at a gas station. And like, it's a blast. Like, uh, Splinter's fucking tight. Um, I'm actually kind of jealous you watched it. I haven't seen it in a couple years, and I didn't watch it for this, but I really want to. But uh, I don't know if I can deal with Shutter. But um, yeah, so I wanted you to watch it because I felt like this is something Eric will love. So I wasn't putting you through anything. You know, it was like if he's gonna fucking love this. So what did Eric think of Splinter? I thought uh, Splinter was great. Yeah, uh, I was super into it. Um, I loved like so we don't we don't get to know much about the monster. Right. But I appreciated how we get to see like the monster form throughout mm-hmm. um, the movie. Initially, it's just like, like a goop or some yeah, shit. Yeah, or like a dead porcupine or something. Like, like, like I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's got like literally splinters sticking on it. But then yeah. it attaches itself to a life form. Right. And then mutates. Yes. Um, and it reminded and me a lot about uh, just recently the void. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because both of them are like crazy ass looking monsters. Right. And if I had to nitpick uh, Splinter, it would be like, I felt like the camera work was always real chaotic. Yeah. Whenever the monster was on screen. Probably because they're limited budget at the time because direct to video. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it certainly looked cool. Yeah. Uh, what we do see, and it looks really great. Like um, uh, there's a part where this goop or whatever, the fucking substance that is the splinter monster <laughs> right. uh, is on a tire. And that just looked uh, really neat. Yeah. And they have a flat that they have to change, and that's how one character gets yep. uh, infected by the goop that is the splinter uh, uh, monster. Monster, yeah. Um, what I liked about it was um, before it gets to a single location, the setup to that. Yeah. Uh, we meet this couple. Um, they are celebrating their, I guess, uh, honeymoon maybe, something like that, or something yeah. like that. Um, the dude is like this, like indoorsy geeky type, and the woman, she's like all outdoor right. adventurous. I'm the one who's going to set up the tent, you dumbass. Yes, right. Um, 
as they're traveling, they get held up uh, by yes uh, another couple. Yes, yes, um, who are uh, on the run. So it was cool to see this dynamic of a hostage situation, right? While this monster is brewing in the background. Yep, I thought that that was great. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a really good idea to like ratchet the tension up, even when like the monster isn't there. Correct. There's other things going on that are that are like con- con- conflict. Right. Um. But yeah, this is just a fucking. I mean, I don't know how. It's just a tight movie. And then uh, eventually, like people get like severed and shit, and then like the monster goop splinter just like takes like part of them. So <laughs> yeah. so it's like just like dismembered it's body all, parts. It's all fucked up. Of like <laughs> of people. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Um, and then like the tension increases. So like they're stuck in a gas station, um, and they figure out a way how like they might be invisible mm-hmm. to it. So they have to figure out, so what do we do? Do we, uh, run for a phone? Do we, uh, run for the car? You know, what is the safest thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, is someone that we're indoors with infected? You know, it was just a cool, uh, yeah, it has tension that, like, filled cool ass monster movie. Yeah. Creature it was, feature. It was a creature yeah. feature. Uh, fun yeah it has that um it has that like thing aspect it's simply you know it's, sure it's certainly not the thing no but no. uh but like oh like are they infected and like do we have to deal with him or you know it's yeah uh the the thing the void and splinter are all great in that their monsters are like multiple body parts of yeah. other things people shit yeah i remember one of the things that i was that, that was so cool about this movie was like how kind of fucked up it is and i'm not i'm not saying it's like the goriest thing in the world but at that time you know this is what we loved we loved like sure. kind we of fucked up yeah, of course but like that was a this is the era and i felt like this fit in with it perfectly like the fucked up gory like body parts and like um yeah the transformations and stuff it dude it's Splinter's awesome. It's and, good. I like, like I think we did a top five underrated films, and I don't know how this didn't make it because, like, I feel like right. a lot of people haven't seen it. But Splinter's I never even heard of it until fucking, you told me. To that's watch so it. weird to me. I have it on DVD now. My DVDs are lost because fuck DVDs. Sure, but uh, I still have my DVDs. Um, another so a reason this got brought up to me recently, and I had I've never forgotten the film, but it came back into my mind. Brian Collins put out that book, a horror movie a day. Oh, it's three hundred sixty-five days of the year, and each of them have a horror movie. Well, of course, I bought it, and uh, I w- in there. I wanted to see what my birthday movie was. Oh. My birthday is June seventeenth. I flipped to June seventeenth. It was fucking Splinter. Nice. And I was like, I love this movie. So that's cool. Is there a reason why? No. Nope. Uh, well, he did certain months are like creature features or like uh, Satanic Panic or uh, vampires and or creatures or I, I, I'm fucking up, but uh, they're themed months, and for that's whatever tight. reason, it landed on the seventeenth. Um, cool. But yeah. Yeah, Splinter's fucking great. So if you're out there and haven't seen it, um, so are you happy that this is a film I made I did. you watch? I'm very happy that I discovered uh, Splinter. Yeah, this is one that I thought was a home run. Uh, and the and the other two I recommended, I'm very excited to hear what you thought because I'm not sure if you're going to love them. Yeah, so we'll, we'll find that out. But uh, let's do it. Okay, let's do one that you wanted me to watch. Okay. So uh, let's talk let's, The Transfiguration. Okay. And the reason... I wanted you to watch uh, the Transfiguration. Yes, was I just kind of feel like uh, maybe not so much now, but I feel like it was like an in movie in the horror crowd, and I felt like you need to check this shit out. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so the Transfiguration is. I'll I'll try to explain it. Sure. Um, it's it's kind of hard to explain. It's an extremely interesting movie that 
I I'm had, getting the vibe you didn't like it. So I really liked it. Oh, wow, uh, I'm wrong. Great. Yeah, so I really liked The Transfiguration. But, you know, this is a film that's pretty depressing, honestly. Let's say kid, shitty, home life. Yep. I think he lives in New York. Like in looks a, like in New a York, shitty area of New York, Shitty maybe. area of New York. Obsessed with vampires. Yep. Thinks he may be one. Uh, meets a girl who has an equally shitty home life, and yep. they bond together. They, they bond together. And so a lot of this film, I was spent trying to figure out, like, uh, what he was doing. So um, in the film, the kid uh, – th- these aren't big spoilers. Uh, they're kind of early in the film. He He's drinking blood from people. Correct. And I figured he was trying to turn himself into a vampire by getting the thirst for blood. Like once a month, every 30 days, he goes out, kills someone, and sucks blood from them to try to make himself into a vampire. Uh, that was how I read it for a while. And uh, – Ultimately, like the film kind of starts to ditch that because it's more about like the kids' uh, relationships with this, right. with not only the the girl he meets, but his brother and his past family and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I I was really attached to that. Like, I was kind of hoping it would have this crazy explosion ending where he like becomes a vampire and starts killing right. people. Um, kind of doesn't happen like that. But I thought the film was extremely depressing. Uh, but also, I was just kind of trying to think of the right word like intoxicated by it like it i wanted to know what was happening um its direction is really uh stripped down uh there's like almost no score really it's more like um and that's probably so you feel like the city so it's a lot of like city noises or like humming from like a alley stuff like that but um i really liked that this movie had a great sense of place so once i realized okay he's kind of in like a new york borough or something um it just felt like authentic New York. Like I felt like I was there and I really liked that aspect. Like it felt like regional horror. Um, and then my man, Larry Fessenden shows yes, up yes, for a bit. Did. It was funny because, uh, Jamie, uh, Jameson Lucas came over to watch this with me and, uh, he was, he was completely confused by this film. <laughs> I saw his tweet. <laughs> yeah. He was very, very confused by the film. Um, but it was funny because towards the end, this, this man shows up on screen and before I even see who he is, I just go, I guarantee that's Larry Fessenden. <laughs> and, uh, he that's what t- solidifies the New York field. Huh? <laughs> yeah. He turns around. I was like, Oh, it's Larry Fessenden. No wonder Eric wanted me to see this. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was cool. He was in it. And, uh, I really liked how like nonchalant the violence was like, it's like really fucked up. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what else it, what I, else to say? I love his obsession with uh, vampire lore, right? Uh, in general, uh, like how he just has like a stack of VHS of like taped, yep, fright, uh, vampire fright and movies. Yes, um, the way he talks specifically, like the way the kid like carries himself yeah. and speaks. Um, there's a part that I, made me laugh where this girl wants him to read uh, Twilight. Yeah, and so he does, and when he gives her his review of it, he tells her that. It's just not very accurate. Yeah. You're talking about that he he is obsessed with vampire films. Right. And I thought that was cool and endearing uh, at first whenever it showed like he had tapes of Fright Night or Lost Boys, stuff like that. But it was when he started to talk about Let the Right One In mm-hmm. that um, I kind of realized what the film was, which it feels very Let the Right One In minus... I was thinking Martin the entire time. See, I've never seen Martin. And that's and I, unfortunate. And I need to see it. But uh, it felt like it because it was these two essentially younger kids that are, like, falling in love, I guess. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, I really appreciate it. Like, I was upset seeing their relationship demise. Yeah. Because it sure. was like they finally found happiness uh, in each other, even though one of them is fucking killing people and drinking their blood. Yes. Uh, which is incredible. But I, I do have to say, uh, there is some children in peril in this film. And, uh, you know, it's always hard to talk about because I don't want to say I was excited by it. That's not the right way to say it. Right. But I was. Uh, Are you talking about that? Like the gang drug bit? No, nope. like that had me real worried when that was going on. Nope, I'm not no. talking about okay. that. I'm talking about um, actually Larry Larry Fessenden's part. Uh, there's oh yeah, that he, was he bre- up. he breaks into Larry Fessenden's apartment to drink his blood, and all I'll say is there's a child there as well. Right, and you know what happened in that scene? <laughs> it upset it upset uh, Jameson Lucas, uh, who I was watching it with. It upset him a lot. Uh, what happens in that scene? And you know. I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm excited about it's not the word, right word, but I love when... You like uh, that it's willing to be yeah, edgy. I love when filmmakers go there. I love when right. they go to dark places. Push taboos. And don't worry about, you know, what's socially okay in a film. Like, sure. just do what you want. And if you need to show a character is very dark and it does dark things, you know, that's a way to do it. Sure. So I appreciated that aspect of the film that it kind of went there. But again, I'm not saying I it was fun. It was very depressing. But I, I liked going there. Like by the end of the film, I was like, fuck, like that was quite a journey that I felt like I went on with this kid. Hell so yeah. I really liked the transfiguration. Um, yeah. Between that and Cube. Uh, Is easy two for two. Yes, for sure. Yes, you're two for two. Tight. But I think of those two, I might go transfiguration, but okay. <laughs> I, I feel like transfiguration would be an extremely tough rewatch. Like, I this think, isn't a film I would watch a lot. I think I would go Transfiguration as well. I think it's even a, though I really like Cube. I think it's a better film because I thought it was so well made. I mean, it's a very well made movie. I'll be looking out to see these directors, uh, this director, but um, it's so depressing. I'm not sure I'll ever watch it again. But Transfiguration's awesome. So thank it's you. It's definitely for, a movie where, like, if I had someone to show it to, well, which I did. would show it to. Right, right, yeah. But I mean, to like to watch it again, right. You know, that's one of my favorite things to do is is to share film with people. And I could see that, you know, if, you know. Are the filmmakers like friends with Larry Fessenden? Is that why he was in it? I feel like Larry Fessenden's just like down to do shit. Okay. I feel like Larry Fessenden. I don't know what that means. I but... feel like Larry Fessenden is just like the homie. Well, and, he's, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you need me to do some shit? I'll show up for this one scene. I like him in your next a lot. Yeah. Um, so. He's the homie. That was the transfiguration for me. Uh, I liked it a lot. So that's Cuban Transfiguration. Both are available on Netflix. And let's do one that I wanted Eric to see. Okay. And which wh- one? Which one would you like to... Let's... Uh, let's... Let's get House 2 out of the way, duh. All right. Let's get House 2 out of the way. Why did you want me to watch House 2? I wanted you to watch House 2 because... Okay. Let's get this out of the way. So House 2, the let's second story, is a film that I love and has almost no relation to the first film. So this has that problem where you feel like you need to watch House 1 in relation to House 2. And then, so it's like, almost like you'll probably never do it. Like, I figured you'd just never watch it because, you know, you might want to watch them both, you know, in the same time. But this film isn't really related to the first film in, in a lot of ways. Correct. It's kind of its own story. It's actually the second story. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> I talked a lot about this box set that I got last year, which is the house box set, which has house Two, the second story house three, the horror show and house Four, the repossession. Uh, and I loved all these films, but house two is a movie that I saw quite a while ago uh, and just kind of fell in love with. It was a movie that 
uh, I like how just like wacky bullshit it is. And I'll, I want to hear what you thought. And this is a film where like, I feel like you're either going to love it or fucking hate it. So we'll find out. But the reason I wanted you to watch it is I felt like it was a movie you were just never going to watch. But true. If it's something you end up liking, which I'm not even looking at you, uh, you know, it'd be another film. We could talk about how fucking fun and dumb it is. Um, so this is a film I watched like in my college dorm room, like drinking, like I'm not kidding, like a 24 ounce four loco or something. That was the first time I ever watched it, but uh, I've seen it a couple times since and still really like it. Eric, what did you think of house Two: the second story? I'm sorry. Nah, I, I knew did it. did not like house Two. You didn't like, uh, uh, when, uh, the dude shows up and says, Oh, looks like you got a, uh, wormhole in your house the funniest dude was the main character's best friend yeah steve jesse's yes. the main one right Is yes it steve i i um, it just it doesn't matter i feel like steve was the was the best thing about the movie how about that try to he's the uh, one you that like made me like like okay this is fun he's a lot of fun uh try to explain what house two the second story is about okay try. yeah absolutely 100 percent. okay so um jesse Moves into this house. You're already doing a better job than I could, yeah. And it he he finds out that his grandpa mm-hmm. was like this like old west gunslinger <laughs> who was a treasure hunter. Yes. And they have this fucking crystal skull. They he finds this crystal skull and it's got powers? Something like that. And but there's this outlaw dude who also wants Mm-hmm. This skull, and he's back from the dead, and the grandpa is now too because Jesse and Steve uh, dig him up. Yes, and so they go on like a a time travel globe trotting adventure in search of the skull, or to keep the skull out of the hands of of, of the, the bad guy. Exactly. Right. That sounds great if it was fucking like. Like, if, like, let's say, like, this was the next season of Stranger Things. Sure. But the fact that it's, like, these two 35-year-old dudes, <laughs> like, I just couldn't get behind them. And not that everything has to be a horror movie, sure. but, like, I was expecting, like, horror aspects, and no. I really don't feel like it's not there. Like, there's a part where they go into, like, an Amazon jungle, and he fights a fucking pterodactyl. Yep. And the pterodactyl comes back and lives with him. Uh, there's a part where he like goes into like the old west to have like the showdown with uh, uh-huh. uh, the villain, um, and then there's the part where they come back with the caterpillar puppy. Okay, so none of this matters except for the caterpillar, the caterpillar puppy. puppy. Tell um, me what you thought of the caterpillar puppy. I fucking hated the caterpillar no, puppy. Why? And what? He's uh, so cute. What? What does he do? It they doesn't just, matter. He, they just find him in the fucking Amazon jungle thing, and and while I'm on this fucking, what the fuck do they do? Let's go to some of their fucking relationships in okay. this film. Okay, so Jesse is dating this girl. Uh, Steve is dating another girl. Uh-huh. And it turns out that Jesse's girlfriend is like a, a record executive. And Steve's girlfriend wants to be a singer. So they're trying to get her in front of uh, the and, record and executive. And Bill, Bill Maher is there. And Bill Maher is like Jesse's girlfriend's uh-huh. boss. Did you see Kane Hodder in the film? I saw his name as stunt performer. So he has a stunt where somebody gets thrown over, thrown over this this banister, I guess, onto this couch, and that's that's Kane Hodder. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. So, um, the grandpa comes back to life, and at first it's tight because he's like wearing this like creepy like mask. Yeah, he's then, all he's all fucked up. But then, but then he ends up just being like an old redneck, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's like throwing a party. 
But you didn't at like, the house. You didn't like when he was like drinking beers and shit. No, the grandpa. No, no, he was yeah. like he was too uh, like all shucks. Sure, for me. Um, and I I guess one of Jesse's ex girlfriends at this party. Cause you, you learn that they have some type of acknowledgement, right, of of each other, but that's never established. And she's like faded off her ass, so she's not even like really interacting with Jesse. Uh huh. But somehow. Jesse's girlfriend, played by Laura Park Lincoln, Tina from New Blood. Fantastic film. So she thinks Jesse's cheating on him. Jesse's girl. And he and he's trying to explain, no, I'm not. And then they just kind of like leave the house. And and Steve's girlfriend thinks that Jesse is cheating on his girlfriend. So she decides to leave the house too. I guess that's just a way to get these two guys alone. So they can go on this fucking adventure. Like all that was just like, why are you telling me this? I don't give a fuck about any of right. these motherfuckers. Um, so, okay. Well, so let me tell you my favorite part. Not the cat or puppy? It involved the cat or puppy. Okay. Uh, this is going well. Okay. So they're like back at the fucking house uh-huh. with the caterpillar puppy. And you know, and it's like smiling all it's big so and cute. shit. Duh. And Steve is like, can we keep it? And Jesse's like, no, you know, we can't keep it. Well, you won't take care of it. And then, and then Steve is like, but I'll water it. And I'll take it for walks. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the whole fucking yes. movie. Him, Steve wanting to keep the caterpillar. Puppy. So I thought, I thought the the scene that you would think that was the funniest was when they have like the repair man come to their house, and he says, "Oh, yep, yeah, looks like you got a time warp here." And then or whatever the, the fuck he says, right? And then they're like in this like. Aztec fucking like ruin. pyramid or some shit. Right, yeah. exactly. And and the fucking repairman. I don't even know what the fuck he's there for. It's funny. He's like this like badass like sort of. I don't know. Like and just like I didn't give a fuck about any sure. of it. Any of it. So okay. And it wasn't horror related. So I was just like fuck it. Easy oh, isn't feeling it. I'm glad you got through it. Um, I pre- thank you for getting through it, even though you didn't like it. Yes. Um, I think the only thing I can say is everything you're saying is true, <laughs> right? So this movie is... How come you like it? What, I, what turns just, you on about it? It's the wacky horse shit. Like the fact that they go in... I like wacky horse shit, but something about this <clears throat> I just wasn't having. I totally understand that. There's a, there's a wacky film that you wanted me to watch recently, and I didn't... Oh, Blood Diner. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't I was, know why. I'm pro Blood Diner. See, and I don't know why I don't like Blood Diner, but I like this. I don't know. Right. Um. I just think this is a film that you. Uh, I tell you why, because Blood Diner got some titties. It got some violence in it. Got some gore in it. Cool squad. Uh. So, um. I think this. I think I like this film because this is the perfect. Like, you're gonna hate me, but this is the fir- perfect. Like, grab a six pack and just drink beer and watch Party a movie. dumb fucking movie. Yeah. And so I really like House Two, the second story. But I totally, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. It just works. Like, I just think it's so dumb fun that, like, if you turn this on with a group of people, this is a blast. But you're right. I mean, like, narratively, it makes no sense. Maybe that's why it worked against me because I watched it alone. Yeah. And you probably watched it, like, seriously. I don't know. I mean, did you think, like, I mean, you probably had no idea it was going to be I didn't know what I was in for. Right. I, I just knew that you really dug it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I wish I could defend it better, but I think it's just like the perfect party movie and even by yourself. So crack open a beer and watch house two. Crack open a beer and kill yourself. Have you seen the first house film? It's been super long. So 
Um, you'd like it a lot more because it's actually more horror related and kind of more. Uh, it's it's wacky as well. And Fred Decker wrote it. Yes, uh, but it's it's more normal, I would say. And then House Three is super. It's not even related to it really. They made it like it's its own kind of movie, uh, and you'd really like it. It's kind of like Shocker in a way. Okay. Uh, they kill this criminal, but he won't die, and he comes back to kill him. Whatever. Um, they but uh, and then House Four is pretty fucking wacky. So I would say you'd probably, if you didn't like house two, you'd like house one and three. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it sucks, but I'm not surprised you didn't like it. I, I thought it was something you should see so we could, I felt, I felt like you needed the cat or puppy in your lexicon and now you have it. I'm, so glad, I watched, I'm glad I watched it simply because you're a fan of it. Right. Right. So thank you. But uh, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't begrudge you for not liking it because it's, it's so wacky. I'm not surprised. So the last <laughs> film. I wanted you to watch. Yes. Uh, was Society. That's true. And I remember when I told you that you were like, I knew you were going to say Society. Brian Yuznes. Why? Why did, why did you know I was going to say Society? Because this is a film that you've wanted me to see for a long time, and I've just been neglecting for whatever reason. So I just knew, like, when you, basically when you said, uh, I want, like, I'll pick movies for you to watch, you can pick movies for me you to watch, I just knew you're like, okay, well, this is just so Keegan will watch Society. I'm not saying that was what your intentions were, right. but that's what this is. So, um, I didn't see it. So why did you want me the, to watch Society? Until the Arrow video release. Which I wish I had, I wish I had that, but which, I watched it on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon video. Which may be a couple years old at this point. Not too sure. Um, oh, by the way, House to the Second Story is available on Shudder, and that's how Eric watched it. Correct. Um, so I love Brian yes. Yesna. Yep. You know, he also did uh Return of the Living Dead three. Yes. The uh, first reanimator. No. Yes, you're right, Bride. You're right. Stuart Gordon was the first one. That's true. So just knowing that, um, you know, I had I was excited for society and then it just fucking blew me away. Uh huh. It's rich people literally eating poor people. Butthole. I guess I am a butthead. Yes. Um, the effects in this, it's its not gore, but it's like, I feel like if you're talking to a normie, like if a normie was ever like, what's a, you know, some redneck came up to you and was like, what's a crazy horror movie or something like, you could be like, fucking society is. Okay. Um, yes. And I feel like, I, I don't think you were shocked, mm-hmm. but I feel like you need the shunting in your lexicon the shunting yeah remind me what that is i mean i've seen i watched the shunting the is like that weird orgy yes. sex okay then eating yes. people yes. thing that they do yeah i i totally agree so uh i'll try to explain what society is and one more thing yes that fucking song that they play like during the shunting oh, yeah and during the credits like that's such a fun like it's almost like triumphant yeah. here it is fucking people eating people and it's yeah. like i don't know it's so fitting so society is about this guy that, and it's kind of weird how like, I don't really understand some of the like story aspects. Like were his parents, the main character, I can't remember his name, but the main character, basically he starts to think that there's something wrong with his family. Correct. With He's his, adopted, right? Yeah. With, but I'll get to that. His sister and his, and his parents uh, don't seem right. Like they seem like there's something off about them. And then he slowly uncovers that there's all these rich people, including his parents, that are in on some kind of, uh, I don't want to spoil what happens, but in on some kind of really fucked up, like 
I, I thought they were aliens, but then they even say they're not aliens. They say they've always been here. Um, like creatures basically that have taken over kind of like body snatchers in right. a way. Um, so it felt very Beverly Hills body snatchers. Yes. Invasion of the body snatchers in Beverly Hills, as well as mixed with they live um, that aspect of like, we're going to take over society and we're going to, and no one, no one's going to know it. Cause they don't, we just look like normal people, but we're really like some kind of being. So there's those things, but, uh, that's what it's about. Let me tell you what my notes are for society. Sure. Okay. Lay them so on. my notes on my phone right here, society completely bonkers. Nice. Crazy sexual. Nice. Feels like they live slash the stuff. Nice. Insanity at the end. Nice. Shot all over the place, which I'll explain. How did this get released? And was it rated R? So that's, yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. That's, that's what I thought about society was, um, and I checked the version I watched was R rated. And, uh, did this go to theater? I have no like idea. This? I mean, because you, you guys know, uh, people don't really care about violence, uh, in R ratings. They care about sex, but they really care about, um, like psychosexual bullshit like this. At least here in America. In America. So yeah, I mean, I, uh, I really liked society. So, uh, I really liked Easy it. Easy three for three. That's true. But, uh, I was confused by it, but I, that's obviously the point. I really liked the, you know, basically the they live aspect. Like that there's these, that they, these, it's, you know, it's a social commentary. They, these rich people find poor people and then take over their bodies and put, uh, one of them basically in a poor person's body. And then they are like slowly from what I can tell. I mean, there's not a lot of exposition taking over like rich people's lives. I'm not sure, but, uh, Yeah. Is in terms of the scene you're talking about towards the end where it's like this huge like sex orgy where they literally I mean I'm just gonna say they literally like fist this guy yeah. and then eat him. Yeah. Um it's really fucked up, but it was cool. I mean I really <laughs> I really liked it. Uh what's cool is it's like fucked up in a fun way. Like I felt like at no point when I watched yeah. it was like I was never grossed out. I was, sure. like, I was like chuckling and the that, entire time. And that might be how it achieved its R rating, is that while it is fucked up imagery. Uh, it's played for laughs. I feel like I may have like read or something. There's never any blood or anything right. like that. And so like that was another way they were able to get around yeah, uh, the, that. The one big thing that I would say uh, grossed me out was uh, the beauty mark stuff. Like the mole basically. Oh, yeah. Like they're like eating the guy's moles. That's fucking disgusting. Um, so there was there was some of that. But I liked the kind of it's not fish out of water, but kind of like mystery of it. Like the, the kid's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like he can't figure out. So my question was how long have his parents and sister been like this? Is this only this week they started acting like this? Right. Or have they always been like this? And that's kind of unexplained again. It's okay. You don't have to explain it, but I was kind of confused being dropped into this. Like, wouldn't he know that his parents are this crazy or have they not always been like that? I know you said he was adopted, but like he wasn't adopted yesterday. Sure. So I was kind of confused by some of that. But uh, well, he finds the tape recording, and like that's that like leads right. him on his journey of what the fuck is going on. But his parents are so fucking weird. Like he would have noticed before. Right. Um. But I liked like some of the craziness at the end. I liked the uh they, they like used like a dog catcher device or whatever. Yeah. For him, uh, like around his neck. Yeah, I thought it was gross in spots. It was it was nasty. Um, the best parts of the movie are what shows up on posters and art and stuff. And it's when it's like body disfiguration. Sure. Like that's the best parts of the movie. Like when he, he sees his sister in the shower through like this, this, uh, shower door. That's like, um, misty, but she's backwards. Like her, right. the top of her body is facing him, but the, her 
the bottom of her body isn't. Her torso's spun the wrong way. And then she he he has sex with this girl and he like looks up at her and her like body's all twisted in this weird way where like it's impossible that she would be able to do that. Um, I thought like those were the best parts of the movie, which mm-hmm. I know sounds weird because they're just imagery, but like they're kind of mind blowing. Like that's not something you normally see. So I really liked those parts of the movie. And then, yeah, I just liked it. I liked the societal aspect. Like we're going to fix society or whatever was going on. But yeah, my, my notes again, completely bonkers, crazy sexual, feels like they lived slash the stuff. Insanity at the end, shot all over the place. There you go. How did this get released? Rated R. Um, shot all over the place. That was the one thing that I was kind of disappointed by. And I've noticed this with Yuzna. He shoots pretty pedestrian. Like his, you've heard me talk like this before. His films aren't shot interestingly at all. Like it's almost shot like a TV show. Like everything's shot wide. Everything's shot like there's no, um, his filmmaking, not in terms of the story and practical effects and stuff like that. All that's fantastic. But the way he like shoots scenes is very pedestrian like it feels like a it could be a tv show that's how pedestrian it's shot but i like the rest of it but i noticed it with return living dead as well like it's there's nothing interesting about like there's no like one shots for instance or there's no long takes or there's no interesting angles it's all very you know straight on you know here's what's happening in the scene um i know it's a weird critique but i noticed i'm like man there's nothing interesting about the way this is shot having said all that really like society i'm glad you did yes so I think is that it for society? That is it. Did for you say society? why you wanted me to see it? I think you did. Just because I thought it's a nutty film. Oh yeah, and you wanted me to have that orgy scene in my lexicon. Mm-hmm. All right, that leaves us with a film that took you two tries to get through. So I'm concerned if you liked it or not. Um, this is a sequel. It's Jaws two. Oh well, I should say I rarely watch a movie in one sitting. Yeah, I constantly start a film, fall asleep, sure, pick it back up. Um, Jaws that 2, doesn't mean the quality wasn't there for me. Yeah, but I was just going to say this is a sequel that it, you know, it is, it has Chief Brody in it. So yes. it is actually a sequel to Jaws. Whereas like House 2, you can watch without giving a shit about the first film. Right. Um, and actually, I think it'd be fun to say, I originally had just before Dawn in this spot. You did? Uh, I have the Code Red Blu-ray, but for whatever reason, just to make it easier, we switched it to Jaws 2 because it's available on Netflix. Correct. Um, oh yeah, I watched uh, Society on Amazon prime video um but yeah so you watch jaws 2 the reason i wanted you to watch it is because i think this is such a fucking great sequel i love this film and there's nothing ironic about it like there's no um like house 2 is like fucking dumb this is like i think it's a great film and i think it's a great sequel you know it kept weirding me out while i was watching jaws 2 what like how good chief brody looks oh yeah they're like roy scheider dude that's my I guy i don't know if he was just like pumped some iron before this film but there's like a part where he's like all faded and he's like getting into his truck and he's like in these short shorts yeah. and it's like man this guy's looking good right now yeah there's like beer cans that fall out of his truck or yep. whatever um yeah and his wife gives him the when are you gonna clean up this mess and he yeah. gives her the I'll get to it. But he's kind of broken from like his experience with the, with in, in the first Jaws. Right. No, that, no, there's this really great moment. Yeah. In Jaws 2. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dive in. Go ahead. Ha, go ahead. Ha, ha. So what did you think of Jaws 2? Jaws 2. Well, I liked it a lot. Yay. Uh, the first uh, victims of the shark is uh, these deep sea water divers? divers. Sure. And they're taking pictures. And they're... Uh, camera gets a few glimpses of the shark. You know, yes. it's it's like not in frame or anything. 
And there's this terrific part where, like, Chief Brody has already gone to, like, the mayor and, like, you know, the people of the town to tell him that he believes that another shark uh, is back. That's right. And, of course, they don't want to hear it. And uh, he's got a, a, an image that was developed from uh, this camera. I, I want to quickly throw in here that this is one of the reasons I love the film so much is the mayor is back. Right. From the first Jaws. And if you don't know, Jaws is my favorite film of all time. Not just horror film or anything. Jaws is my favorite film ever made. And I think it's the best movie ever made. But um, The Mayor is back. So this is like a real sequel to literally a couple. There's there's almost no movies that are more important than this film in, in film. You know, maybe Citizen Kane. Maybe Gone with the Wind. Uh, maybe Casablanca. And then honestly, it's Jaws. And here's this actual sequel to that film. Don't let me forget that I'm talking about um, him arguing with the mayor. Please proceed. Well, because I want to, because I want to veer just a tad. Okay. I don't remember the fucking wife and the kids in the original one. Were they there and they were just kind of like amplified for the sequel? Because he has two it, kids in the first film. Yeah, in the oh, first yeah. film, yeah. they're there. That, okay. They're like the heart of the film. That he he is afraid of his kids going out on the water because he's terrified of this shark and the ocean. Are they supposed to be that old as well? Because I don't fucking remember. They're younger somehow. in the first film. They're, like, like them being in the film, like that felt new to me. So in Jaws, his kids are four and probably 10. And now they're a little bit older. Right. Like Jaws one's too. like a teenager. Yep. Who's wanting to always go hang out with his kids, but yeah. Brody doesn't want him to go out on the water. And that's what all the kids like to do it, is it, like go and sail. And one of them is Arnold Cunningham. Okay. From Christine. Did you just want to say his last name? I Well, I thought it was a fun reference. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. So he's arguing with yes. the mayor and it's, it's like, it's, he's like having his own personal town hall meeting, you know, and he's got one of these images that the camera took from, from whenever the uh, people died at the very beginning. Yes. And, you know, you can just like barely see the shark, you know, and he tells him, I would recognize a shark. Yeah. And I just thought that that was a really great uh, moment because, they still don't fucking believe him. Right. And then there's this terrific scene where he's watching um, for a shark. Yes. He's in, he's in the shark tower. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are some fucking people there. They're like some type of investors or something. They're wanting to do something with... Develop like the town, basically. The, Amity, right, right. Amity exactly. Island, yeah. And they don't like that he's up there yep. you know watching for sharks and because it looks bad it looks like oh they're they're people Danger. die here exactly, right, exactly instead of just having fun yeah and and they refer to brody up there as riding the tower <laughs> brody's up there riding his tower right yeah and he thinks he sees yep like the silhouette of a shark but it ends up just being like a school of bluefish but he doesn't know that initially and you know he's telling everybody to get out of the water and he draws his gun and he's firing in the yeah. water and everyone's just like Holy fuck, you've gone crazy. Crazy, right. Yeah. Um, all but, of that stuff with him was just so well. It's super cool because, like, that's probably what he would be like after the fucking first film. Like, yeah, he would be panicked. Yeah, he's exactly. fucking broken because this insane insanity with the shark in, the, in Jaws. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, everything you're saying is why I love this movie. And let's talk about the shark. Uh, yes. So, initially, he goes after this kid who kicks over a... A can of gasoline and then fires a flare, I guess, at the shark, but it catches the boat on water. It, it explodes. This kid dies like this, but it scars yes. the shark. He's got this like face, facial, like, yep, uh, 
scratch. Burns. Right, yeah. exactly. And I thought that that was cool that they gave it the, the shark like kind of a different- A new look for the sequel. Characteristic, right? Yeah. A different trait uh, to have. Um, if I had to nitpick, why the fuck did it take Brody so long to get out to the kids at the end? I don't He's know. He's out there for fucking hours, dog. Yeah. And he just can't get to the goddamn kids. Yes. Um, I love all the sailing. I love the kids in peril. I, I love the... Um, I love how like fucked up it keeps getting. There's like yeah. 10 sailboats, and then they all start colliding with each other when the shark yeah. attacks them, and they, they kind of have to just like just kind of like rig a raft yeah. to stay afloat. Like band together to try right. to like get away from the shark. Right, exactly. Um, that was great. I can't remember her name. One of my favorite parts of the film is when uh, they pull up on that boat where the girl's boyfriend had been killed and she's hiding under the fucking oh, uh, yeah. thing and she's like crying and so distraught because her boyfriend was just eaten by a shark. Right. Um, that's always like, when I was, I saw this film when I was very young because I love Jaws, so I saw the sequel. And that always scared me. Like that idea of like, you're just hiding and hoping he doesn't come back, the shark. Right. Um, but yeah, no, and the ending is super, super fucking fun with the uh, electricity, electricity and right. stuff like that. Kinda, yeah. Kind of wasn't feeling that, but I, I'm with it. I, I, I think attracting it by hitting it, like just yeah, sound, the paddle. Okay. Yeah. And I guess what I like about this film is it does take itself serious enough to be not Jaws three and four, which are terrible films. So mm, it is disappointing here. It is still serious uh, enough, but it, it has fun. also is. Well, this is what I was trying to explain to you is it's very genre where the first film Jaws is in my opinion, just a fantastic movie and it includes a shark and the characters are, I mean, those are the best characters of all time. In my opinion, um, you know, chief Brody, Quint, uh, Aliupa, it's not his name, Hooper, of course. Um, but in this, like they, it's a blend of like legitimate filmmaking and then genre, like killer shark. Tell me about that director. I don't know him very well. I don't know. Has I've always wanted to look at his other stuff. I'm not sure. No? Uh, I looked into it years ago, but I don't, Is I don't it know. Like Jean Luc Pierre. Yeah. I don't think he did I'm a lot after this. Up. But um, yeah, I think the inclusion of Roy Scheider is like the most important thing in this movie. Um, but yeah, I love how genre it gets. And I remember on our slasher episode, I talked to you about how like this is a shark is a slasher. Yeah, um, there's definitely. very very slasher moments like uh, let's go fuck, and then they the stalking. Right, yes, exactly the stalking. So yeah, I'm and very, he even has he's not wearing a mask, but yes. he has you know this scar that yes. like identifies him. You know. Yes. Yeah, that was very uh, and, cool. And those are like the genre aspects that I love that it's like they went for it but still kept it legit. Tell me his last name. Scheider? Roy Scheider. Okay, well, let's go on record right now. Uh, Roy Scheider. Uh-huh. Uh, KJ Apple. Oh, my God. Who's Jughead? That is Cole Sprouse. Man, those guys are good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Scheider. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not so much as Archie and Jughead, though. Let me tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, I love Roy Scheider. Like he's one of my, obviously because I love fucking Jaws so much. But yeah, Jaws two man, it's fantastic. Now you you, you said you're disappointed to hear the sequels suck. Yes, I man. love I because I would like to continue with them. Well, I love those films, but they're not good. So Jaws is, is Brody back in three? No, no, he is gone after this film. Is it still um, the same Amityville Bay or whatever? Amity Island. Uh, Amityville. I know it's a haunted <laughs> shark. Um, no, so Jaws three, uh, Jaws three D takes place at SeaWorld. Really? Yes. That sounds fun. It is fun. Uh, it's not a good movie. I love it. I love Jaws 3D. It's terrible. I love it. Um, and then uh, Jaws 4, The Revenge, Ooh. is his wife. Uh, it's... Um, the shark's wife? She's back. The shark got married? No. Uh, Lorraine Gary? 
I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, Brody's, Brody's wife. wife. She's the main character. Oh, cool. And so, and it's sick because she's back. But Michael Caine is in that fucking movie. Oh, really? Michael Caine. Yeah, he's in fucking The Revenge. Um, not a great film, but I love it. I love it. Um, it has a terrible ending. There was a unrated ending that's way better that got cut for the film, and it sucks. Like the, the there was a. Never mind. We're not talking about Jaws: The Revenge. One day we will. Jaws two. You liked it. I liked it a lot. So you liked Jaws two. Yes. And you liked Splinter. I liked them both. And if I had a pick between the two, oh gosh, I'd almost go Jaws. Yeah, my only concern with you and Jaws 2 is it is a long film. It's, o- it's over it's two hours. It's almost two hours. Yeah. It's like 152. Yeah. So I was concerned. I probably did it over three sittings. Yeah. But it's so good. Again, that doesn't mean I didn't like it. Right. I, I do that all the time. I'll start a film before bed, clonk out 20 minutes in. So I think that's pretty much it. The films that I wanted you to watch. This was good. I'm glad that I finally uh, got to see movies that you like and discover a new one. Yes. Same here. I hadn't seen these three. Cube, The Transfiguration Society, and I liked all three quite a bit. It was interesting how completely different they were. Uh, Sure. They're very different films. But, um, yeah, I liked them a lot. So, I mean, this this was a fun episode to do. I hope that this was cool to listen to. Because there's no central topic, it's going to be hard for, I understand, like listeners to pinpoint like what the hell we're talking about, but hopefully you enjoyed it. I had fun doing it. So, without further ado, fuck you! (laughs) Um, So yeah, I hope this was a good episode, hope that it was fun. Uh, Let's just quickly talk about what our next episode will probably be, which... It'll our next episode will likely be our top films of the year. Correct. So twenty top. I don't know if we're gonna do top ten or top five yet, but of twenty seventeen, and uh, I'm not sh- sure when it's gonna come out. We are. This is probably not. We're not gonna have really an episode for December, uh, but we will be back in January at some point for that episode. We'll be back in the new year. Yes, we will. So and look forward I to that. And at some point, we will finally do our Top 5 Dimension Extreme episode. Which I'm currently working on. Yes. So, I'm, I'm glad we've talked a lot about that episode so people out there can know what the hell it is when we finally do it. But uh, People know Dimension Extreme. You think so? They should. What, you know what's funny? Every time we mention it, I say, tweet us if you know what Dimension Extreme is. And no, no one, one has fucking done it. Brian, let us know, dude. You Brian, know Dimension yes. Extreme. The horror nerd. Yep. Um, so... Okay, I'll stop rambling. Thank everyone so much for listening. Go buy a shirt. Ghoul Squad shirt, please. Uh, Those shirts are available. Line my pockets. That's a lie. We don't make anything. Bit.ly slash Ghoul Squad color, as well as uh, if you go to tpublic.com and just search Ghoul Squad. Uh, What else? Where can you find us online, Eric? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ghoul Squad FM, Keegan at Keeksta, and me at Eric Cruz 138. That is true. Um, sorry it took us so long to get this episode out, but we hope you enjoyed it a lot. Uh, our main place, like you just said, is Instagram. So Instagram.com slash FM. Hit us up there. And I kind of think that's it for the episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Tell us what it's called, Eric. Watch This Da Part 1. No, I was talking about the song we're playing right now. Oh. What song's playing right now? Ghouls You Back Off. Ghouls You Back Off. You ain't biting me. Till next time. Goodbye, everybody.
Move it, 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 move it,